good evening. It's Friday. It is quarter to eight this week. A little bit late to start due to my work situation, but we are here. It is the Arsenal Women's Show. We have got a lot to get through tonight. We are going to look back on the recent international break. Some good uh, performances for some of the Arsenal girls there was over there. Uh, we're going to also, of course, look ahead to this weekend's big North London derby. Another virtual sellout at the Emirates as well. Arsenal versus Tottenham. There's also a big cup semi-final on Wednesday night. Aston Villa visit Meadow Park in the Continental Cup. Will we be repeating last season's glory there? You can see behind me. All that will become clear, obviously, later on this week when we face Aston Villa in that one. So lots and lots to get through. Plus, of course, your comments and questions, as always, coming up the other side of this. So, as you can see, um, there's slight difference to the show this week. Um, Andreas, as, as he said last week, of course, is on his way to London. He's currently in the air. He's flying across um, to, um, you know, to, to watch the game, of course, um, at the weekend on Sunday. So, there's no Andreas in, in the studio tonight. He is going to be... Oh, we'll be gone. Um, he is flying across there, as we say. And, and Amo is on holiday. I know. We, we said to him last week, didn't we? Don't go on holiday in the middle of the show. But anyway, we've got some videos for you from the guys. Um, so we'll be looking at that as well. Oh, we've got some comments and already look. Terry is with us. Hey, Terry, good to see you, my friend. Um, Greg says, um, good evening, Terry Beach, everyone. Smash, let's smash them Sunday. Indeed, yeah, let's smash them on Sunday. Uh, Terry says, good evening, Greg. Hope you've had a great week. Uh, looking forward to Sunday. I think we're all looking forward to Sunday, aren't we? A North London derby. You can't beat it, can you? Um, uh, Sorry, says we have to start calling this late, late Arsenal women's show. I, I wanted the time due to start was quarter to eight this week. Um, it was going to be, I knew I was going to be late from work and stuff, so I, I, I made it a later start. So we're pretty much on time. Uh, Greg says, as long as the girls don't leave it late, well, they can leave it as they, as they like, as long as they get the job done in the uh, 90 minutes. Uh, Terry says, now nah, it'll be over by half time. Well, we'll look at that, won't we? Um, later on as well, we'll look ahead, of course, to that game. Um, but we like to do things chronologically on this show, don't we? So the only place we can really start is going back um, for the last week of international football, especially the Lionesses. And of course, from the picture there, Lotta, Wuba, Moy. We've been saying here, haven't we? And even on last week's show, when she didn't start the first game against Austria, we were like, what is going on? What has Lotta got to do to get a start for England, get a position in the team? She came on at halftime in that game. She did really well. And of course, against Italy on Tuesday, she scored after a minute of the game. Well, her first England goal, her first start. She played the full 90 minutes as well and fully deserved it was as well. I'm sure all of us were. Um, I mean, obviously delighted for her performance, but it's more to do with the fact that it's been overdue, hasn't it? You know, she should have been playing for England a lot more, especially over the last few games when, you know, we know Leah Williamson's been out. We know Millie Bright's been out. This was her opportunity, wasn't it, to have played a lot more games for England, you know, her consistent performances. You know, the comments from Serena were nice to hear, wasn't it, saying, you know, our, our, our game's improved and stuff like that. And maybe now she's had an opportunity to really establish herself, hasn't she, in this England team now going forward because she's been consistent week in, week out for Arsenal. Yes, and people have said it and people have said it in the comments here. We've heard it a lot. 
She makes mistakes. Yes, of course. She makes the odd mistake here and there. Leah Williamson makes the odd mistake. Millie Bright makes the odd mistake. The best defenders in the world make mistakes. But Lotta has reduced those mistakes quite substantially. Her concentration levels are better. And her level of performances have, have really risen, haven't they, over the last um, year or so for Arsenal. She's playing more regularly and obviously for England in those last couple of games. It was great to see, wasn't it? We're all delighted for her. Yes, we're disappointed Leah Williamson had to pull out with an injury. We'll come on to the team news for Sunday uh, shortly as well. But we were disappointed with that, obviously, but it did give a lot of that opportunity. And, well, talk about grab your chance. Um, that's all you can do, isn't it? When you get the opportunity to play, you've got to make the most of it. And Lotta certainly did that. She was brilliant, wasn't she? Now, of course... The international break elsewhere will come on to as well. Some injuries for Arsenal, which we'll talk about as well. Um, but Andreas, of course, was not going to let the opportunity go without having his say on the Lionesses and Lotta in particular. Hello, everybody. Yeah, what are we talking about right now? You have any idea? Yeah, of course, the Lionesses matches in uh, Spain. 7-2-5-1. Wow, what a statement. I know it's it was only friendlies. It was not the Nations League, not the Olympic qualifiers. It's sad that we are not in um, in the finals from the Nations League, the final four. Uh, and uh, yeah, I know it it was only Austria and only Italy. But don't tell me that these two countries, Austria and Italy, were flying to Spain uh, to concede seven and five goals. They wanted to yeah, to get a result against England and uh, we didn't allow them. So I think we can really be satisfied with both friendlies. Uh, from from an Arsenal perspective, we had two players of the match, Alessio Russo and Lothar Wuppenoy. Uh, our players scored two goals from Lessie, two from Beth and uh, one from Lothar. And uh, yeah, and we had the assists from from Manu in the Austria game, two assists from her, uh, in our favor. Yeah, okay. I know we shouldn't uh, we shouldn't talk too much about Manu. It was a big mistake that opened the scoring uh, for us against Austria. Uh, but yeah, it's good that our players scored. That uh, our players had good performances. Uh, Leslie and Beth in in the first match. Uh, Lotta came in in the second half. Finally, she got her chance, and. Uh, yeah, for yeah for the lionesses uh, themselves, it was good to, to see that players from uh, not from the first row, from the second row, they uh, had very very good uh, match minutes, uh, like Grace Clinton, uh, who scored and um, yeah, with two good matches. Uh, <coughs> I think Hannah Hampton showed that uh, she and Kiara uh, Keating are the lionesses' future in goal. Uh, yeah. All in all, it was really good to see, yeah, the, the squad depth of the Lionesses and, uh, yeah, in the second match, uh, great that Lotta got a start and she scored in the first minute. <laughs> what could be better than this? And uh, she had a very good performance. She nearly scored the second one. Uh, yeah, uh, she was player of the match and uh, Serena uh, said in the press conference after the match, uh, that Lotta is one of the players who develops, who had made progress. And finally, she, Serena, realized this. So I hope Lotta will get more chances, more minutes. She really deserved this. And uh, yeah, we discussed it uh, last week in our show. 
there is nothing that Esme Morgan or Maya to see are doing better than Lotta. No, to the contrary. Uh, yeah, two uh, friendlies, two uh, big wins, a big statement from the Lionesses, and uh, I think uh, we can look forward uh, with optimism for the uh, next Nations League, for the qualifiers for the Euros in 2025 in Switzerland. Of course, the Lionesses must qualify uh, to defend their title, and I really, really hope, and I'm, I'm convinced, we will qualify. And uh, yeah, you see, uh, I'm prepared. Come on, you lionesses! Very good, uh, very good job done uh, in in this uh, international break. Yes, of course. And as mentioning, uh, of course, um, Leslie Russo and Beth Mead, who both, of course, had uh, scored a couple of goals in that first game, didn't they? Um, so yeah, we don't want to forget about their contribution because it was great, wasn't it? But. You know, I think the the whole thing with with Lotta has been such a big issue for us, isn't it? I mean, it's not so much um, elsewhere. Probably other other Lionesses fans probably don't think too much about it, do they? But for us at Arsenal, it's been such a big issue with uh, not getting enough minutes on the pitch, not getting any minutes on the pitch. So that was the big that was the big thing, was it? To come out of this um, Lionesses international break. Yes, I mean, Andreas is absolutely right. Really, really disappointed that we wasn't in the final of the Nations League where we should have been, let's be honest. It should have been England there playing Spain maybe in the final. Um, it wasn't quite meant to be, was it, tonight at this time? So, yeah, it, it's that is a shame. But all you can do is when the games that come around, the friendlies that played, players get opportunities. And as I said, they've got to grab those chances. And obviously, Lotta did that. We know the quality that Leslie's got. She's going to be a regular in this England team going forward already. We know that. Beth as well, of course. I mean, well, um, she's just she just sort of got her form back for Arsenal, didn't she, in that last game against Manchester United? And she took that into the England games as well, which is great to see, isn't it? And that's what we want to see. We want to see, um, you know, the Arsenal players doing well for, for their countries as well, don't we? Now, it wasn't all good news, was it? We saw a few of our players get injured and that's to come off, you know, Katie McCabe, for example, um, had to come off, didn't she, for, for Ireland in her game. There, there's doubts about her for the weekend, which we'll talk about as well. And yeah, there was one or two disappointments, I suppose, on, on the injury front. But yeah, some people will say, I'm sure that international breaks, there's too many of them. The girls are playing too many games. They're leaving themselves open to injuries. And we've seen all the ACLs that there's been. There's been more, hasn't there, in the last few weeks as well. Um, and yes, obviously that that is a concern. But I think international football for women has always been, um, up until the last few years maybe, that's been the big thing in women's football, hasn't it? The league hasn't maybe taken the priority that it does in the men's game. In the men's game, it's all about your league, isn't it? Your domestic competitions and the Champions League and that kind of stuff. Whereas in the women's game, it's always been more about, or previously, it's always more about international, hasn't it? The international tournaments. And most people, when you speak to them about... Why, how did you get into women's football? Where did that come from? Most people say it was because they watched a World Cup or a tournament, you know, and that's what got them into women's football. So I do think international football for women is higher, highly, more highly regarded than it is in the men's game and certainly for the players. And I do think that it's important that the players do manage to, um, uh, you know, get their opportunity for their countries. It's so important, isn't it? And it can boost confidence, can't it? You can imagine Lotta now coming back to Arsenal. Imagine how she's feeling right now after the week that she's had away with England. She'll be absolutely buzzing, won't we? 
absolutely buzzing. Um, and yeah, it's it's great, isn't it, that um, that she's got our chance. But yeah, Beth, brilliant. Let's see, player of the match in the first game. Two more, two more goals for her. You know, we want to see her scoring them sort of goals um, for Arsenal, don't we? That's what we want to see more of. That you know, she's got I think nine goals is it this season, eight or nine goals for Arsenal, and we want to see her regularly scoring goals like that for for Arsenal a bit more often than she has been. But there's no doubt in her quality is there, um, and you know they'll all come back really, really buzzing, won't they? Looking to um, you know go on and. Uh, and hopefully finish the season really successfully um, for Arsenal as well. So it was, you know, it wasn't the international break maybe a few months ago we were hoping it was going to be. This this one we were hoping was going to be the Nations League, battling for that place in the Olympics. But I think overall, maybe the fact we haven't qualified, Holland haven't qualified either, might do us some favours with the players getting a rest in the summer. A proper holiday this year that they maybe haven't had um, in, previous, uh, in previous summers and recent years. So I think maybe, yes, obviously we'd have loved the, well... Team GB are supposed to be at the Olympics, but, you know, we need to look on the positives of it. And the positives are the players get a proper rest, which I think some of them need, don't they? You know, with the injuries that that's creeping in now, I think that the, the rest is certainly going to do everybody some good, isn't it? So, um, so yeah, it, it, it was what it was. It was it was friendlies, but two great performances from England, wasn't it? Really, really good performances. Um the goals flying in again, which I think that that's been an issue, hasn't it, for England in the last year and a half, maybe. Um, although we've had generally positive results, we've not been scoring anywhere near the number of goals we were before the Euros in 2022. So that was a positive sign. And let's hope it's a positive thing going forward. And, and as Andreas rightly says, you know, we need to be, um, we need to qualify for those Euros, don't we, to defend our title or give it a good go. Um, it's never easy, is it, when you're when you're the holders of a of a trophy like that to, to retain it. But uh, we need to give it a go, and we need to qualify and be there. And I'm sure we will. And it was good to see, wasn't it, some of the younger players playing and getting minutes and 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 impressing. I thought some of them really. Uh, Grace Clinton, as um, as uh, Andreas mentioned, what a great week it's been for her as well. Uh, you know, a young player. And we need these players to come from, don't we? As much as we all want the Arsenal players to be playing, um, you know, when you see a young player coming through that makes that impact, it's great, isn't it? Because that's what we need to sustain this, the success that we've had, you know, winning the Euros, reaching a World Cup final. If we're going to keep sustaining that over the next few years, we need these young players coming through because, you know, some of these, some of the girls in the England team are not going to be around, are they, for the next World Cup? Um, so we need to, we need to have youngsters coming through. So that, that's good as well. It's a positive, and yeah, it, it's been. But what it was, it was a decent international break for for the Lionesses, wasn't it? Even though I say it wasn't the games that we hoped it would be. Um, but yeah, it was good to get. Um, it was good to get two um, two good wins, wasn't it? Scoring twelve goals in those two games as well. I say the Arsenal players, of course, as always. You know, we lead the way. We lead the way in everything, don't we? When it comes to women's football, we sell out the stadiums. And we've got some of the best players who play for England as well and other other nations in the world, don't we? Which is great, isn't it? Um, uh, but there you go. So that, that was good, wasn't it? So it was it was decent to have a good international break. It was great for Lotta, over the moon for her. So, so happy for her. What a, what a great week it's been. Um, and yeah, we're looking forward now, of course. International break's finished. We can put that away for a few weeks. I think the next one's in April, isn't it? Um, so we can forget some international breaks and we can concentrate on the most important thing, the bread and butter of the of the game, which is, of course, the WSL. And what a better way to get back into action on Sunday. Wow, what a game this is going to be.
I mean, we don't need to say what North London is. We know, don't we? There's only one. There's only ever one answer to that question, isn't there? What colour is North London? We all know, and we're going to prove it again, aren't we? On um, on Sunday, I'm sure we are. And of course, as we know, we owe Tottenham, don't we, big time for that defeat that we suffered um, away from home just um, before Christmas, wasn't it? The last game before the uh, the winter break. That was such a difficult one to take, wasn't it? You know, we've had some really tough defeats this season, but that was probably the toughest of them all, wasn't it? In in the context of the way the game went, played out as well. We should have won that game reasonably comfortably. And in the end, we, we, we didn't take our chances. We got caught on a sucker punch and we just couldn't get the ball in the net, could we? Um, so, you know, when you remember they got a draw at Meadow Park as well, didn't they? In the Conti Cup, we did win the penalty shootout, of course. But, um, yeah, we definitely, we definitely need to get back on winning track against Tottenham, don't we? We've not actually beaten them yet this season in two previous meetings if you discount penalties. So, yeah, it's, it's a massive, massive game, isn't it? We've just got ourselves back in the title race, haven't we? We're three points away from the leaders. Well, the joint leaders, I suppose you could say, couldn't even Chelsea and Man City. We're just three points behind. All we have to do now is just keep winning our games. And obviously, there's a little bit more at stake, isn't there, in uh, than the fact it's a North London derby. But I think most people that follow the women's football, the women's team, I think most of us probably look on Chelsea as our biggest rivals. And that's probably because, you know, the, the Tottenham women's team have only recently been at the top level, haven't they? They've only been in the WSL for, what, three or four seasons. They're, they're not a tr traditionally a, 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 a top, top side in women's football. You know, they're becoming established now, which, which is great for them, of course. But it's not got the same history. It's not got the same kind of feeling involved, as it? The, the women's North London derby as the men's, of course, means we have to beat them. Absolutely. We can't lose to Tottenham again, can we? That would be terrible. Um, but it's not quite got the same, as it? I think the, the bigger rivalry in the women's team is definitely with Chelsea. Um, and of course, we play them in a few weeks, don't we? But but yeah, so, but it's still a massive game, isn't it? Because it's Tottenham. It's at the Emirates. And once again, it looks as though it may well end up being a sellout. I think 58, 59,000 tickets have been sold already. There's still time, obviously, to, to get those last few sold. And it's going to be another magnificent occasion, isn't it? For, for the Arsenal women's team, for women's football in this country as well, the fact that 60,000 people are there or thereabouts are coming regularly now to watch these games is... It's, it's an incredible thing, isn't it? You know, I can remember just two two seasons ago, we were at the Emirates for a Champions League game, Arsenal against Wolfsburg, um, and there was 5,000 at the Emirates. 5,000 there was. And it was great to be there. The atmosphere was great. It was a really good game. Um, but there was 5,000 there. Now, two, less than two years later, we're getting 60,000 again. Um, we've had 50,000 a few times. A sellout in the Champions League last year. How quickly this has grown. And it's, it's incredible, really. Sometimes you have to almost... Um, it takes your breath away almost, doesn't it? How quickly this has changed. We could never have imagined, could we, that the Emirates would sell out on a regular basis for the women's team. Whoever thought that would have been possible? I certainly never thought it would. You know, I can remember, I remember on the show here, maybe two years ago, um, we were talking about, you know, um, making the Emirates a potential permanent home for the, for the women's team. And I remember we were all saying... It wouldn't work, would it, when we're getting five, six, ten thousand in a sixty thousand stadium? It just it wouldn't be it wouldn't be beneficial to the team. And you saw, didn't you, some of the results that we had at the Emirates in those sort of earlier days when the, the ground was mostly empty. 
the results wasn't as good, were they? We were losing a lot of games there and it didn't really feel like it was home. But now the stadium's getting full and you can see the results have improved massively, haven't they? And now we're winning games and we're playing well. I mean, look at the Chelsea performance, magnificent. The Manchester United performance, magnificent again. And if we play anywhere near that level again against Tottenham on Sunday, we will win that game fairly, fairly comfortably, won't we? Let's be honest. Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure we'll. last season we were at the Emirates for the Tottenham game um, when Arsenal won 4-0. And that was, I think, 45,000, which at the time was a record WSL crowd. And of course, since then, we've beaten it, what, five or six times, haven't we? Just in inc incredible, incredible. It really is. And it's so, so good to see. And um, yeah, really, really looking forward to the game on on Sunday, as I'm sure you guys are. And of course, Andreas is, the reason why he's not with us tonight is because he is on his way to London. In fact, he may well be, he's probably flying right now as, we, as we're speaking uh, over to over to London. So, of course, he's given us his thoughts ahead of the Tottenham game tomorrow. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Let's look uh, what's coming up on the weekend. On Sunday, there is another North London derby. Uh, uh, I read today that uh, right now 58,000 tickets are sold, so there's a good chance that we'll have another sellout for the North London derby, and uh, that's great. Uh, it, <laughs> two weeks uh, in a row uh, to sell out the Emirates is just fantastic. It shows uh, what a fan base is we have right now and and yeah all all that the club uh, was doing advertising and everything uh, worked there's a real fan base is now and uh, the girls i think will be happy and motivated to play uh, in a in a packed uh, fully packed emirates against uh, spurs and there's no doubt that we must win this match it's a must win once again and uh, we all remember the disappointment of um, was it november december uh, when we were unable to beat Spurs in two matches, there was the draw in the Conti Cup. Okay, we won the penalty shootout, what brought us the extra point we needed in the Conti Cup group stage. But uh, then uh, a few days later, we lost away at Spurs for the first time in WSL history. And this, uh, there can't be a repeat of this. Uh, we must show this was a one-time error. This will never happen again. We are the better team and we will beat Spurs. We must beat them. Uh, of course, we have uh, some uh, problems uh, with the squad uh, injuries and uh, the Canadians and, and uh, Emily Fox in, in the US for the Gold Cup. So, uh, yeah, our Australians are traveling uh, a long way back. I hope they will be fit. Uh, I read that uh, Stina uh, had a slight uh, injury uh, and um, Katie McCabe was subbed off with um, with um, yeah tiny problems. Uh, let's hope that uh, everything will be solved and our players will be available. Viv um, and uh, Big Pelova returned from uh, from the Dutch camp. Uh, they are not in the squad for uh, tonight's match against Germany, for, uh, Olympic qualification decider. Uh, yeah, I don't, I really don't know what's what's going on with Biff. Uh, it was said that she's unable to play uh, two matches within five days. Okay, there are a few days until Sunday. Let's hope she can even be on the bench or come from the bench. And uh, yeah, we, 
week was subbed off against uh, United, and since then she hasn't played. So uh, I think she's she will be a doubt. I mean, yeah, I wanted to talk about Viv because obviously since Andreas recorded that video, there has been obviously Jonas's press conference and um, basically she's having to have a minor knee surgery, which is a little bit of a worry, isn't it? When she's just recently back from the ACL. Now, I think we all know that we haven't seen the proper Viv, have we, since she's come back? I don't think there's any doubt about that. I think Viv says herself, we've seen glimpses Obviously, that goal against Liverpool, um, but we haven't really seen the um, the real Viv, have we? And I think maybe she's not been 100% fit. I mean, she did speak, didn't she, earlier about um, the fact that she was a little bit worried about uh, the injury and she was worried about getting tackled and all this kind of stuff and that, that she was feeling better about that. But I, I've, I've said it before, we've seen it happen so many times that when a player comes back from a long injury, when it's an ACL or they're out for for a year or so, there is a very real possibility that you do end up picking up some more injuries once you're back. So a few little niggly injuries. Now, obviously, Jonas has described this as a minor knee injury, a minor knee surgery, sorry. And um, you have to wonder what that means exactly. But he did say she's going to be out for several weeks. He, he mentioned the word several weeks, which is quite a worry, isn't it? When you look at where we are in the season, how many games we've got left, is Viv going to play again this season? We don't know, do we? At this moment in time, I think there's a doubt. And I, I'm not I'm not sure now. I'm having, and I don't really want to think about it, but I'm starting to get thoughts that maybe Viv is, is, is had enough of playing football. I think maybe, you know, she's mentioned a few times, hasn't she, about the mental strain it's put her under and the pressure that she feels. And whether being out for as long as she was out made her think about things in a different way I'm not sure and obviously now getting she's had a couple of little niggly injuries now hasn't she since she came back and I don't know I, I, I'm starting to think that have we seen is this the end for Viv's career we, I mean you know when you look at her age it, it seems incredible really but I don't know hopefully she can come back from this and it, and she'll be back but I don't know I'm starting to wonder that if she doesn't play again this season will we see her will we see her again I don't know. I really don't know how motivated is she to really get back to that top level again. From what we've seen of her at Arsenal this season since she's back, I don't I don't really see it as much. I don't see that same level that we were seeing from before. And I I'm not I don't blame her at all. And I wouldn't blame her if she decided that she's had enough. Honestly, I wouldn't. And and fair fair play to her. Because what she's what she's given us and what she's given the women's game over the last sort of six, seven, eight, nine, ten years that she's played has, has been incredible. And, yeah, if, if she feels that she can't carry on, then we, we'd have to respect that decision. As sad as we would be, obviously, not, not, to, not to see her playing. But um, I don't know. I, I think that there's... there's I'm concerned, shall we say, of, of that, you know, her kind of fitness levels and her motivation, maybe, to get back. You can see with Beth... And I know Beth's got different levels of motivation, different reasons as well to want to get back to the top. You can see the difference in the pair of them, the way they've come back, how they've been playing. You can just see it in them when they're on the pitch. You know, Beth is looking, has been looking like Beth. You know, no different really. Yes, her, her levels of performance haven't quite reached that same consistency that she had before. Obviously, that's going to take a bit more time. But you can see it in her. She looks like the old Beth, doesn't she? Um, whereas Viv hasn't looked herself at all. 
in, in any really in any game, I don't think, since she's come back. She was slightly better after the, the winter break. Um, but even then, I, I didn't think she was anywhere near the levels that we know she she, she can be, that we've seen. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe she needs this, this time away again from it, get this surgery done, and let's hope she can be back this season. But I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see her again this season. And hopefully... Hopefully, um, you know, we will see her again playing next season or whenever. But, yeah, um, that was really... I, I, I felt really sad when, when Jonas was saying that, actually, because it's a massive, massive blow, isn't it, as well? If, if you know, just being injured again. I mean, that, what must she be feeling when she's spent so long working to get back to play again? She's played, what, I don't know, not even 10 games, I don't think, this season. And she's, she's got another surgery. I, I, yeah, it's, hor it's horrible. And, and we all feel for her, I'm sure, but... Uh, but yeah, we just want to see her playing again, don't we? We want to see her back out on the pitch, and um, let's hope that uh, that we will. But yeah, very, very worrying news. But um, the other injury news, the other injury stuff, I think is maybe not not as serious at all. Vicky Pullover, Stina said, uh, sorry, um, Jonas said should be um, should be available hopefully on, on Sunday. Um, even Leah Williamson, of course, about to pull out the England team. That, you know, he was saying even she is in contention now. She's been training, um, but they want to maybe monitor a little bit more closely. I'm not sure she'll be starting that game on Sunday. She may well play a part, but um, it seems as though, you know, Katie McCabe again could feature at the weekend. So I, I don't think the injuries, apart from Viv, I don't think the other injuries actually are, are going to be too bad. I think they're just short-term ones. Um, and the other one, of course, was Stino, who, who did go off in the Sweden game. She scored a great goal, didn't she, in one of those games. That was a brilliant finish from Stina. And um, again, I don't think her injuries is anything to worry about. I think, you know, she may well be there on Sunday to play whether or not she starts. That's another interesting thing. We'll come on to the team news, actually. Um, what do we think? Who do we think the, the, the what the lineup will be? Because obviously Jonas made those changes, didn't he? In the last game, of course, we know, uh, obviously, Emily Fox is missing the Canadians and missing, so Zinni will probably be back in goal again. Um, so the Australians, of course, had the long flight, as they always do. Are they going to be in, in the right uh, sort of level to, to play on Sunday? We'll have to see. Quite often, um, Fawley's played, hasn't she, after the national break? Um, obviously, if, if Katie McCabe can't quite make it, then you'd imagine Steph will play left-back, wouldn't you? Um, well, who's going to play right back now? Noel Moritz has gone. That, that's a bit of a problem. Um, the other news was, of course, on Amanda Illestat, who's missed uh, a few weeks, hasn't she, with an illness. Let's hope it wasn't nothing too serious, but she was out for quite a long time. Um, but um, Jonas did say that she's back in training, but it, the, the game on Sunday has come too, too soon for her. She may well be fit for Wednesday night um, to play some part in that. We'll have to see. Not sure what her is issue was, but glad that she's back. Um, training with a team. That's good news, isn't it? Let's hope she can be back playing soon because I think we've missed her. Um, so, so yeah, um, brilliant, um, brilliant news for some of those injuries. But, yeah, obviously really, really bad for, I feel really, really bad for Viv, of course, as I'm sure we all do. Now, before we get on to the team news, of course, we have got Andreas has given us his kind of options for the team. Bearing in mind, just um, when Andreas filmed this, it was earlier in the week and some of the injury issues and some of the stuff wasn't as clear as it maybe is now. So bear that in mind. And, you know, Andreas might not necessarily get everything right because of some, some injuries and stuff that are uh, different news that we've got. Uh, yeah. What about the lineup? Uh, <laughs> if Amanda is still injured, uh, is still ill, sorry, and uh, Leah 
we don't know with her. It was that uh, a slight injury. Uh, yeah, maybe she can be back in the squad. Uh, otherwise, uh, let's hope that Katie will be available, that uh, Steph is back from uh, from the international break from Australia, and then there's Lotta and Laya. Of course, in goal will be Manu because uh, Subs is in in the US for the Gold Cup. Uh, then we'll have uh, Wally, uh, Kim, maybe uh, Frida, who was on fire for Norway, or or Kyra, and then. Uh, in the attacking line will be Caitlin, uh, Stina or Lassie and uh, Beth. Uh -huh, yeah, the spot is is thin for this uh, North London derby. But uh, anyway, uh, the the players who hopefully are available should be good enough to beat Spurs. I think Grace Clinton will come with a lot of self confidence from the international break for Spurs, uh, and but England will be uh, yeah fully motivated motivated to show. Uh, that Serena uh, should pick her for the next international uh, camp. So it won't be easy, but we are at home. We have a, a fully packed Emirates behind us, uh, the atmosphere and everything. We feel at home at the Emirates. Uh, the girls have shown that this is their home, and uh, I'm fully convinced we will beat Spurs. As I said, it's a must win, and we will win. We will win 3-1. This is my prediction, and let's go. Come on, you Gunners. Well, optimistic as ever, Andrea says a 3-1 win. I mean, we'll take a 3-1 win, won't we? Of course, we'll, we'll take any win. be nice to to bag a few goals against Tottenham, wouldn't it, after the, the last game? Um, yeah, so I don't think the injuries are quite as, as bad as maybe they, they look like they might have been earlier in the week. So maybe some of those players might be fit um, to join in. We know, I say Amanda won't be, but um, some of the others may well be. Katie McKay should, should be OK, hopefully, you know, and... Um, we'll see. I mean, it's always interesting, though, isn't it, uh, with, with the with the lineup with Jonas because he picked the same team, didn't he, for weeks and weeks and weeks. And we were saying, you've got to change it. You've got to change it. Uh, you've got to play Steena. You, you know, you've got to you've got to play. Um, obviously, Chloe Chloe can't play this weekend, of course, because she's away with Canada. But um, I think the Steena thing's quite interesting, isn't it? Because you know we played so well against Manchester United, and it was with Steena. In, in that team. And I thought that she created a lot of problems for Manchester United, didn't she? With her movement, you know, she had a big hand in all the goals, didn't she? You know, she, she played a part in all of them, a big part in all the goals. So, um, and she had done as well in the in the midweek victory before that. So, I do feel as though she's done enough, definitely, to warrant a start. But, Lessie's Lessie, isn't she? Um, is there a way he can fit both of them in? Now, obviously, with Viv not being available for a few weeks or more. It's maybe an opportunity now, isn't it, for Jonas to maybe think, you know, put Lessie in that number 10 role that where Viv's been. Put her there, place Dina through the middle, and maybe that can be the way forward. Um, will he do it? Be interesting to see, won't he? I mean, I'm hoping he, I'm hoping at some point in the next few, few weeks he, he does try that. I would like to see us try it before we play Chelsea. Um, obviously, we've only got two games to play before then. So I don't know whether or not he will. I'm hoping he might, because I do think that's probably the best way forward for us, isn't it? To um, to try that, because I, I think when they played together before, not quite in that way, but it's worked. And I would like to see that happen again, because I think now is, is the time. I think Steena deserves to be in that starting lineup. 
you know, you don't really want to leave Leslie out because of what she brings as well. So let's hope on Sunday he can come up with that plan and he can get them both in the team. I, I would play a, I'd play Leslie number 10, Steena through the middle, and then obviously Beth. And it'd have to be Caitlin, won't it? I guess if, if she's if she's fit enough to play following the, the, the flight back from Australia, um, that would be the the kind of attacking lineup, wouldn't it? I think it'll be Kim Little and uh, and Leah Volte um, just behind in the midfield. I think that's what he'll go with, the experience there and quality, why not? And then, of course, at the back, I think Lotta, Lotta Wilbenwoy is almost definitely going to start, isn't she? Um, and probably be Leah Cadena because I don't think Leah Williamson's going to be fit enough to start. She may well come on. Um, yeah, will it be Stefan and Katie as the two fullbacks? More than likely. And that'll probably be the team, yeah, and Zinsberger in goal, which is a worry, isn't it? Zins, Manu Zinsberger is the worry. I thought Sabrina had a decent enough game, didn't she, against Manchester United? And we saw we saw the performance of Manu for Austria against England, didn't we, last week? And you have to say, um, it's... It's a worry, isn't it? The goals that she conceded in that game, some of the goals she's conceded for Arsenal, it's it's a it's a tricky one, isn't it? Um, but you know, obviously we want her to do well if she's playing, which she, she's bound to be playing. You would imagine, oh, will he throw Sarah in? Sarah Bugardi, will he throw her in for her first game? You know, he, we've got her in for a reason. Yes, I do think a lot of it is to do with the influence around the camp, the experience. Um, but will he throw her in? That could be interesting, couldn't it? Maybe Sarah might get her Arsenal debut. Uh, very, very experienced, um, very, very experienced player, of course, she is. But um, I don't know. I don't know. It will probably be Zinsberger, won't it? And I do feel as though, um, I don't know. That, that That is a worry, obviously. It is a worry. And as Andreas mentioned there, Beth England, of course, she's had a few injury issues this season, but we know what a big goal scorer she is. And she's going to want to... Prove her point to Serena as well, isn't she? You know, she scored a lot of goals for Tottenham last season when she came in, and a goal scoring record for Tottenham is brilliant, isn't it? When she's been fit, so she's obviously a threat. She scored against us before a few times, as we know, both for Chelsea and for Tottenham. So she's gonna she's gonna be one to keep an eye on. Um, so Tottenham have got a threat in them, and I do feel if Zinsberger plays, we will probably concede a goal. Just it just seems inevitable, doesn't it, that we will. But let's be honest, with the attacking lineup that we've got, the attacking talent that we've got, and and the fact that suddenly now we've found ourselves back in the title race, we can't afford any slip-ups. And I, I don't believe we will. You know, I, I think a, a packed out Emirates has inspired the team in recent games, and I think it will inspire us again. I'll be I'll be shocked if we don't win this game fairly comfortably. I know it's a derby and derbies don't always go like that. I know we've had some big wins against Tottenham previously, but um, yeah, I, I, I think we'll win this game fairly comfortably. I'm going to go, I'm going to go four one. Slightly more optimistic than Andreas is three one. I'm going to go four one. Um, yes, I do think we will concede probably a soft goal from a set piece or some rubbish, and Beth England will probably score it if she plays. Um, but we should have far too much for them, and I think we will score. Um, and uh, and yeah, it's um, it's going to be a good day, isn't it? Anyway, packed out Emirates is, is as we said before, it's it's a brilliant, brilliant occasion, and yeah, it's going to be good, isn't it, to see um, another, hopefully, another big victory at the Emirates. You know, we've scored what seven goals in our last two games there. Let's get a few more and uh, and really and really show that the Emirates is our home now for, for this team and going forward. It may well become our permanent home, mightn't it? It may well do, but we'll have to see. 
Um, we'll have to see what happens with that going forward. But yeah, let, let's let's make the most of the games that we've got. We've got one more to come, of course, after Tottenham, which is the Leicester game in April. Um, hopefully, there'll be a lot riding on that. If we keep winning our games, um, it's going to be good, isn't it? So yeah, I think I think we'll beat Tottenham fairly comfortably. I'm going to go four-one. Andreas has gone three-one, and we are going to enjoy enjoy that game on Sunday. Aren't we? I'm sure it's going to be good. Um, so yes, make sure that. Um, that you join us for the game as well on Sunday if you're not at the Emirates. And if you are at the Emirates, don't forget to look out for Andreas. Uh, a few people recognised him um, last time um, on the train and even in even in pubs afterwards and stuff like that. He's, he's just so he's just so popular, isn't he? He's so popular, Andreas. Everyone just wants to say hello to him, don't they? So if you do see him on Sunday at the game, don't forget to say hello. And he'll be very, very pleased um, to see you, which is good, isn't it? So that's great stuff. Um so that's Tottenham then, uh, North London derby. What 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 a better what a better way to enjoy your weekend than watching a North London derby, and it's going to be great, isn't it? So make sure that you do watch it. Now that isn't, of course, the only game we've got this week. It's actually a really really big week, isn't it? Because after Sunday on Wednesday night. We have got the semi-final of our... It's our cup now, isn't it? We're going to call it our cup because, as you can see behind me, there we are, lifting that trophy. Look at that. That was us, of course, last year, beating Chelsea in the final of Continental Cup. And we've got the semi-final coming up I mean, on Wednesday where we are playing, of course, Aston Villa. And we know what a difficult game they gave us earlier in the season. So let's have a little look ahead to this big cup semi-final. <laughs> So, yeah, of course, as we know, Villa came to the Emirates, didn't they, earlier in the season? And what a scare they gave us then, didn't they? Um, they got the lead and it wasn't until stoppage time when we got those two goals to win the game. They've had a funny season, Villa, haven't they? They've been nowhere near as good as we um, expected them to be. We were saying, wasn't we, at the end of last season with some of the signings that they made, that they could be one of the teams to maybe challenge at the top three, top four. And look at them, they've been struggling at the bottom of the table for a long time. And but we know they've got quality players and we know they're capable of, of beating anybody on their day um, with the players that they've got. Rachel Daly's obviously got goals in her. We know that, of course, our, our very own Jordan Nobbs as well. Um, they've got some real quality, haven't they? And I, I'm confident, of course, we've got to be confident. We're at home at Meadow Park where we don't lose. We did lose to Man City, of course, in the FA Cup, but we don't lose it very often, do we? So we've got to be confident, haven't we, about this game? And it could be... I know we're still in the title race um, and I don't want to say that the Continental Cup is all or nothing because we should be still looking at that league title. Shouldn't we? we still should be looking at it saying, you know what, we still got a chance to win that. So let's not write that off completely. But realistically, you have to say that the Continental Cup now does represent, as it did last season, our best chance of winning the league. And um, uh, uh, winning a trophy, sorry, and, and we can't take that lightly because it's such an important, you know, Arsenal women have always been about winning trophies, you know, we're the most successful uh, women's team in the, in the country and we went quite a long time without winning anything, didn't we, until last season, what was it, three seasons, which I think was the longest we'd ever gone in our whole history without winning a trophy. So um, we, we won one. We want to try and win it again, don't we? You know, winning winning a trophy two seasons in a row would be um, would be fantastic, wouldn't it? So let's um, you know let's really go for it. I'm sure that I'm sure that we will. Um, now we've seen, haven't we? In, in the Continental Cup, um, Jonas has done a lot of squad rotation, 
of course he has. You know, it's without the Champions League, without European, um, it's it's going to it's become the competition to to rotate the squad in, and we've generally we've got great results. The Tottenham game, as we know, the penalty shootout was a little bit more nervy than it needed to be, but we've performed well. But we haven't really played. Um, any of the top, top sides, have we? You know, the, the group stage, apart from the Tottenham game, was fairly comfortable. We then played um, Reading, who was a comfortable game. London City Lioness is a comfortable game. Um, so, yeah, it, it's um, our biggest test of the competition, isn't it? And we did, of course, beat Aston Villa last season in a quarterfinal, didn't we, at Meadow Park? That was a really good performance, wasn't it? We won 3-0 that night. Um, Frieda Minor got a couple of goals, didn't she? A couple of great goals, actually, in that game, if you remember. Um so we've got to be confident of winning. And I have to say that, um, you know, it's a great opportunity for us isn't it, to get through to the final. You know, the, the way the draw worked out, couldn't have gone better, could it? Man City playing Chelsea. So obviously one of them's out. We we avoided either of them. And if we get through to the final, we are the team to beat, aren't we? We're the holders. And we showed last year that we can we can beat the best teams. And obviously we, we did in the final, didn't we? So... We have to feel confident again, but we can't take it for granted yet. We have to have to do good, don't we? Um, now, of course, Andreas has sent a video in for the uh, his preview of the Aston Villa game. Let's have a listen to what Andreas, his thoughts ahead of Aston Villa in the semi-final. Yeah, we had the North London derby on Sunday, but there is another very, very important match before uh, we have our next show next week on Friday. So it's the semi-final in the Conti Cup against Aston Villa. Uh, there is no doubt that we want to defend our title in Conti Cup. We want to win this trophy and we need to reach the final. And yeah, <laughs> we need to win this trophy again uh, because we are out in Champions League. We are out in FA Cup. Um, to be honest, we are probably out of the title race. So, uh, yeah, the Conti Cup is our trophy. We have to defend the title and therefore we have to beat Villa. Uh, is it possible? Yes, of course, we are the better team. Villa is not as good as we are. Villa has uh, personal problems too. And uh, we are, yeah, we are playing at home at Meadow Park. Um, yeah, I, I'm sure we will win. Uh, let's see how the squad will be for the uh, Conti Cup match, uh, if players can return. I, I really hope that Leah and Amanda will be available and uh, yeah, let's hope for Viv and Vic again. Uh, no other injuries, <clears throat> then our squad, uh, our squad depth is, is enough for, uh, is strong enough for Villa. Uh, let's, let's try something. Let's give Stina and, uh, and Kyra again minutes. Uh, yeah, and let's beat Villa. Let's be self-confident and uh, start from the first minute attacking Villa. And uh, the yeah, the good thing is uh, Villa can't defend in a low block because uh, they can't they can't say uh, let's hope for a draw. No, they want to win too. They must risk something. The longer the match goes, Villa must risk more, and this will open spaces for us for for players like Stina with her runs. And um, yeah, I'm convinced we'll win. Uh, yeah, it will not be a, a Terry win. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but we'll win. And um, yeah, what's my prediction? Um, yeah, uh, we will keep a clean sheet for once 
for uh, such a long time. Yeah, I, I'm. Let, let me be optimistic and say we keep a clean sheet and we will win 2-0 without problems. I hope so. And then we'll reach the final and look forward uh, to uh, yeah to defending our title, the Conti Cup. Yeah, Arsenal, Villa, 2-0. My prediction. Let's hope the best. And come on, you Gunners. <laughs> Uh, good stuff, good stuff. Um, what's up, 2 0? Yeah, I mean, we'll take a 2 0 in a cup semi final. You'll take anything, won't you? Any win will do. You don't get any second chances, do you, in a cup competition? So, um, yeah, I pretty much agree with most of that. We, we are the better team in Aston Villa, we know that, but we, we did have some problems against them earlier in the season, didn't we? But I do think the circumstances are different now. Um, we know at <clears throat> the start of the season with the issues that we had with no proper pre-season and the Champions League, we just not got knocked out of that just before and all this kind of stuff. And it was difficult, wasn't it, that, at that particular time? I think now, yes, we, we've had an international break, but um, we were looking... I know we, we had, obviously, some some disappointing results, the Man City defeat, for example, and stuff like that. But um, I think we're in a better place now overall than we were when we played Villa before. And, yeah, I'd be... I would be shocked if we don't win that game on Wednesday, I've got to be honest. I do think maybe what happens on Sunday against Tottenham will play a part to a degree. Obviously, if we don't beat Tottenham, which I know none of us want to contemplate, and I'm sure nobody nobody will assume that we won't beat Tottenham, but if we didn't, then suddenly the 100% focus on everything will have to be on the Continental Cup. And then you have to look at the... Uh, the rotation of the squad. And I don't think Jonas will take any risks, will he, against Aston Villa? I don't think he'll, he'll, he won't take risks anyway. It's not a risk, is it, rotating our squad with the quality that we've got. But I think if we don't beat Tottenham, he will go with the sort of team that he trusts more. We, we, we've seen what that is, haven't we, through the season. So I think that's what happened. Obviously, if, if we beat Spurs, then he may well make a few more changes to the Villa game than he might do otherwise. So let's hope that's the case. Um, and let's hope we do see a little bit of rotation. Obviously, the squad is not, as, as Andrea said, the squad isn't quite as deep as it has been due to the fact that we've got the uh, the Gold Cup, which isn't great, is it? Um, these tournaments in the middle of the season are not useful, are they? Um, and obviously, we have got one or two little injuries as well. But um, yeah, I, I think we'll win. I think we will enjoy another cup final um, in the Continental Cup. And, uh, yeah, I think 2-0 is, is a is a fair prediction, let's be fair. Obviously, I expect we, we can, if we hit our best form, we can score a lot more goals than that and we can beat them maybe three or four. But it's a cup semi-final. Cup semi-finals are always a bit nervy, aren't they? There's always, you know, that element of of risk because, you know, you, you know, you can see the daft goal and we've conceded so many. We've said it so many times, haven't we? How many stupid goals have we conceded this season? And in a cup semi-final, you know, you, you don't really want to be conceding a silly goal and have to fight back and, and make it really difficult, dear. So, so yeah, um, we will probably concede, let's be honest. You know, Rachel Daly, she's good in the air. We haven't been good at defending balls into the box. So, yeah, she did score against us last season as well, didn't she, if you remember? So um, I think we will concede a goal. I'm not going to be quite as confident as Andreas in the clean sheet side of things, but I do think we'll win. Um, I actually think this game could have goals in it, actually. I think it could be a surprisingly open game for a cup semi-final. Um, I'm going to 
I'm going to go three two. I'm going to go three two to Arsenal. I think we'll obviously we'll win, but I think it'll be a little bit nervy. I think it'll be a little bit tense, and uh, but I think we'll we'll overcome in the end. I think we've got enough quality, and then we'll get the goals. It may well take someone coming off the bench to uh, to win us the game. Maybe would it be Steena? Or will she start? We'll have to see. But I think we'll win three two. We'll go through to the final. And um, we can then relax a little bit and look forward to the next game, which is obviously against Chelsea, which is a big one, isn't it? So, yeah, I'm going to go 4-1 against Tottenham and 3-2 against Aston Villa. And, of course, um, Andreas has gone 3-1 and 2-0. So, confident, aren't we? We're confident, let's be honest. We are confident. Now, um, I've had a few issues with the bloody chat today um, just because the computer has been a bit stupid. So, where are we? I don't know if a lot of this has come through. Um, uh, Terry said there, Lotta Wubamoy, what a girl. Obviously, going back to Lotta Wubamoy, well, that would have been a long time ago. Um, yeah, of course, we, we, we said how brilliant she was. Um, Greg says that even the commentators said she's been best in the WSL. I, I couldn't watch the game live, unfortunately. I've, I've obviously seen the highlights since. But, yeah, um, I've, I know fans of other teams have said she's been best defender in the WSL this season. So we shouldn't be surprised by that. I'm certainly not surprised by the performance that she gave. It's just, we were just dying for her to get the chance, wasn't we? So, um, so yes. Um, oh, Emma's in the chat. How are you doing? Of course we recognise you. How would we not recognise her? I thought you was on holiday anyway. What are you doing? What are you doing in the chat, watching the show? You shouldn't be doing that, should you? Um, Terry says, Millie Bright quaking in her boots. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure if... Um, I'm not sure if she's quaking in her boots, to be honest. I think Willie Bright is pretty much a shoe-in when she's fit to play, in the same way that Leah Williamson is. When when those two are fit, they're going to play every game, aren't they? So I don't think Willie Bright is quaking in her boots. But it's good to have someone putting pressure on, isn't it? And I think Lotta showed that, didn't she? That she's capable of doing that. She's capable of um, of doing that, which is great, isn't it? Um, so um, Greg says he's fed up with your holiday already. Well, he must be. Yeah, he can't be having a great time, can he? If he'd rather be um, be watching us here. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, what have we got here? Um, Greg says Arsenal play, Arsenal girls played a match in both. Yeah, they were exactly. Yeah, we did mention that before. Um, uh, Terry saying uh, eight o'clock. Amar is here. Yeah, good to see Amar in, in the chat, isn't it? Um, where are we here? So he says, funny how the goals dried up with too many sort EFC players in the squad. Bring back the Guna girls. And back. yeah, well, there were a few Chelsea players in the team as well, wasn't there, that played in both of those games. But yeah, I mean, obviously the Arsenal goals are going to lead the way because we know that we're the best, aren't we? We know they are. Um, LG says there, uh, Serena is better than Jonas. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think that's even an argument, is it? Because... Serena has managed an England team that's won a major tournament for the first ever time, a women's team, to ever first ever tournament they've ever won, and got to a World Cup final on the back of that. So, of course, there's no question, is it, that Serena is is a better is a better manager than, than Jonas is currently. I don't think anyone would argue with that. And if Arsenal did get rid of Jonas, I'm sure all of us would love to see Serena managing Arsenal. Um, but I. Let's. I've said this before. I know you're not a big. Fan, I know you're not a big fan of Jonas, uh, LG. We know that. You know, you, and you've kind of put some points across in the last few weeks that maybe he's got me thinking. Maybe you've got a fair point, and I don't, don't disagree with you. Um, but um, I, I think three points off the top 
semi-final in a cup. I don't think now is the time to really be looking uh, or giving Jonas any particular grief. I think if we were not to beat Tottenham, we lose to Aston Villa, absolutely, he's, his days will be numbered, absolutely, 100%. Um, and let's get Serena in. But no, Serena's staying with England, isn't she? And we're happy, we're happy to have her, um, we're happy to have her staying um, with England, aren't we? Um, Terry says there, by our past two on Sunday, everyone will think Jonas is God again. Well, I'm sure we'll all be happy with Jonas again. Well, not, not, not again. I mean, we're happy with him after the Man United game, wasn't we? Let's be honest. I was happy with him before the Man United game because of the team changes that he made. That, that made me really happy because they're the changes we've been crying out for and it worked. What a surprise. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, obviously, if we beat Tottenham, we will be um, obviously over the moon, won't we? Uh, Terry says, let's hope um, Andreas ain't staying in Clapham. Um, shooting is all sorts happening there earlier. No, he, he, actually, I can't remember because he wasn't in he wasn't in his normal old hotel, the um, the one in Allgate, the Motel One. Again, he's, I don't know if he's in the one in Paddington again. He's definitely not in Clapham anyway, so don't worry about that. Um, he's not. He's definitely not in Clapham. Um, I'll have to see. Actually, we'll have to. I'll have to make sure he's he's okay. But yeah, he's, he'll be staying. I'm sure he's staying in. Um, I'm sure he's staying in Paddington where, where he did last the last couple of weeks. So um, yeah, I can't. I can't believe that uh, motel motel one in all that. If you are listening, I can't believe that you've you've charged. You've tried to charge Andreas silly prices for your hotel when he's been your most famous guest ever. You know, there's no one more famous than Andreas that stayed in your hotel, and yet you're pricing him out of the market. It's ridiculous. He's had to go somewhere else. You're losing out. You're losing out on having your most famous guest having to go somewhere else. I think you need to sort it out, and I think you should give him a next time he's there, give him a free, give him a free night in in your hotel. He deserves it. So that's what needs to happen. Um, Greg says Steena was training today with strapping on the right knee. Yeah, she was, but she was training, and to me. It's just like, you know, when you've had a little injury, you want to protect it a little bit, don't you? I'm, I'm, I'll be amazed if Steena isn't fit enough to be in the squad on Sunday, whether she starts or not. That's obviously Jonas's decision, as we know. Um, but let's see. Um, Terry says, let's hope Viv has just played um, too many minutes after being out for ages. And that's all it is. Yeah, well, it is an operation. She's having to have on her knee. Whatever the reasons that's caused it, we don't know, do we? Um, but yeah, it's not it's not good, is it? It's not looking good at all. Um Greg says that's the problem with Zinzin goal. Let's hope we can stop Spurs shooting on target. Well, yeah, we have to defend well, don't we? Uh, when she's in goal, defend better because, yeah, she's just not quite at the level that we need her to be, that she used to be. And, yeah, I do feel that has become an issue this season, even more so. But Sabrina's done well. And we have got Sarah. As I said, is it going to be Sarah's? Is it going to be Sarah's time to shine this weekend? Who knows? And she may well play against Aston Villa if she doesn't play on Sunday. Uh, Terry says the Zins will be okay Sunday. She's more than let her quota in uh, for March already after the England game. <laughs> that was in February though, wasn't it? So did that count to a March um, a March quota? I don't know because it was in February. So it worries me. It that it does worry me when she plays now, and I don't. It's not a nice thing to have, is it? Because you know we, we, we've she's been our goalkeeper, our number one goalkeeper for for a few seasons now, and yes, yeah, she's had her moments, but I've never been worried about when she's in the team. You think, oh, she's number one. Fair enough. But this season, it started to worry me. When you see her in the team, you're like, oh, you're a little bit concerned, aren't you? If we concede set pieces and stuff like that, you're worried now. And it's not a good situation to be in. Hopefully, the defenders in front of her aren't as, aren't as worried because maybe that's why we're conceding some goals. I don't know. Um, Greg said it's three, three, one and a half times. Well, it might well be the half-time score. Um, let's face it, it was a hard, it, we were 3 0 up at half time against Man United, wasn't we? We didn't score any more, so maybe it is. Terry says, I'm going for a transfer on Sunday 6 1. Are you? Wow, okay. I hope you're right. Um, 
be nice to score six against them, wouldn't it? Um, but anyway, let's see what happens. Terry says, if it's less than six at full time, I'll be disappointed. Oh, no, you can't be disappointed. Beating Tottenham, even if we beat Tottenham 1-0 or 2-1, we've beaten Tottenham at the Emirates. We've got our revenge. Surely that's surely that's enough, isn't it? You know, you don't be disappointed if, if we haven't scored six. I mean, it'd be great to score six, but I certainly wouldn't be disappointed. Absolutely not. I mean, it's, um, uh, it, it's you know, we just have to win, don't we? That's what it's all about. Terry says, super gen, won it for us. Yeah, the um, the penalty shootout, of course. Um, super gen, who's no longer with us, as we know. She's gone to America, but yeah, that was a great, um, that was a great moment, wasn't it? Obviously, when it comes to the end of the season and we're talking about, you know, the highlights of the season, I'm sure Terry's number one moment will be Super Gen's penalty against Tottenham, won't it, that won us the game. Hannah <laughs> um, Hannah's with us, says, um, Sarah in goal, uh, Manu out on Sunday. Well, I it, obviously there's a possibility. I don't honestly think that'll happen personally. I think that, um, you know, Jonas... It's made Zinzi's number one, and I think she stays his number one for the time being. So I don't think, obviously, there's a possibility Sarah might play. I did mention it before, but I don't think she will. I think, um, I think it will be um, Zinzi in goal on Sunday. Wednesday might be different. I think if we beat Tottenham, maybe, maybe Sarah might play against Aston Villa potentially. I don't know, but I don't know. I think she's there for backup, so probably not. Uh, but let's see. I wouldn't. I'd like to see her play actually, because you know what an experienced goalkeeper she is, uh, and you can't see her making the same similar mistakes from balls into the box as what Zinsberger does. So would she be a better bet? Certainly for the Villa game, maybe. Uh, Greg says Andreas giving half-time scores for both games. Well, maybe he is. Maybe sometimes a half-time score is also the full-time score, though. Let's not forget. As I say, the last game against Manchester United kind of showed that. Terry says uh, it will be a stroll four-one. That's obviously the Villa game. Well, you're expecting a big week then, Terry, aren't you, for goals? We shouldn't be surprised, should we? Um, I mean, I said 4-1 against Tottenham, but I think it's going to be a little bit tighter against Aston Villa just because that tends to be what happens in cup games. I think cup semi-finals generally are a lot closer games, aren't they? Even sometimes when the difference in the level of the team. Um, for an example, I mean, we went um, last Sunday to the Newcastle women. They were playing in the semi-final of the, the National League Cup. Now, they were playing Portsmouth. Now, although Portsmouth are top of their league, which is the southern section, um, Newcastle are full-time and Portsmouth are just part-time. So there was a massive um, difference um, in the in the gap between um, Newcastle and Portsmouth, you know, full-time and part-time. And in the end, it, it, Newcastle won in the last minute, the last minute of the 90, they scored to win 2-1. So... I think that kind of that's where cup semi-finals are, aren't they? Cup semi-finals are all about um, on the day, and the form goes out the window, doesn't it? And I, I think we'll win, but I don't think it's going to be an easy, comfortable win at all. I think it's going to be difficult. I think we're going to have some problems in the game, and I think we're going to be a little bit nervy, and I think we're going to have to suffer a little bit. But hopefully, um, we will go for a cup. We should do, shouldn't we? Terry says Lotta is the girl to sort Daly out. Well. You know, Daly's caused us problems in the past um, against Lotto and stuff. So, but yeah, let's hope so. I'm, I'm sure Lotto will have a great game. Um, Hada, Hada says there, whether or not Jonas depart Arsenal soon when he eventually leaves the club, one of the candidates to replace him could indeed uh, be Ludlow. I think there's a few, isn't there? I mean, obviously someone with a big Arsenal connection would be great, but I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of candidates there, isn't it? And I'm sure that if the Arsenal job um, 
becomes available at whatever point it is, whether it's, you know, in the next couple of weeks, if the next two games don't go well, if it's at the end of the season or if it's further on than that. I mean, you know, um, I'm sure there'll be loads and loads of people will be in the running for that job. You know, we'll be looking at all the best possible candidates. And yes, someone with a big Arsenal connection would be great, wouldn't it? Of course it would. Um, but we have to look at, do we not want the best manager that's out there, whether or not they've got an Arsenal connection or not? I, I personally do. I want the best manager that we can possibly get, whoever that happens to be at the time when the job becomes available. Um, so let, let's see. I mean, it's, it is going to be... Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, isn't it? But at the moment, we, we've got Jonas. I'm sure he's he's certainly safe for this next two games, isn't he, at least? And if we win them both, he's going to be safe through the end of the season, you'd imagine. Um, but let's see what happens with that. Greg says, if Lessie can play as well as she did for England, we'll have no problem scoring in both games. Yeah, but this is what I said before. Um, the issue isn't how well Lessie can play. We know that. It's the fact that whatever the reason is playing for Arsenal, she's not scoring those regular amount of goals, is she? You know, she, she, as she does for England, she's, her goals got on record, goals per game for England is much higher than it is goals per game um, for cl at club level, even before, you know, when um, when um, she played for Man United. She, she wasn't getting 25, 30 goals a season, but when you look at her goals per game for England, if she played a full season at that rate, she would be scoring 25 goals. Um I know you only play internationals, a couple of internationals every few, every couple of months or so. But um, yeah, if we can find a way to get Leslie to score at that same level, then well, we'll be laughing with her, with Steena, with Beth, you know, all, all these players. Caitlin pops in with goals, you know, Frida, when she plays, scores goals. You know, this, this team has got goals galore in it. When it clicks, it hasn't quite clicked enough though, has it? That, that's been the, the case. Terry says, okay, I'll change it instead of 4 1 to 7 1. <laughs> Uh, is that the Aston Villa game? You're going to go seven one now, are you? Because it's a cup semi final, and I just said how tight they normally are. Okay, well, I mean, seven one would be great, wouldn't it? But um, I don't think that's quite going to happen, is it? Um, Hada Hada says Sabrina, uh, she far away than Zin. Yeah, but see, Sabrina can't play because she's in uh, off with Canada in the Gold Cup, so she's not here. So Sabrina can't play as much as we would like Sabrina to play. Um, she can't. So it's between Zins and Sarah. Sarah's not played for Arsenal yet. My guess is Zins will play, but let's see. Greg says, good, a good shout. The seven one's a good shout, is it? Come on, it's not a good shout, is it? Really, let's be honest. Um, Terry says, Omri and Burkamp running the show after Jonas and Uncle Pat. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure if that's going to work in the uh, in the women's team. Um, but, uh, but anyway, once, if... That job does become available, which I'm sure it will at some point. Obviously, um, it will be interesting moment to see what what route Arsenal go down with the next manager. I mean, you know, when when Joe left, and Joe had been successful. Let's be honest, certainly in the early days, wasn't he? You know, winning the WSL um, and all that kind of stuff. He was successful, wasn't he? And I kind of thought at that point that we were going to maybe get a more um, established manager in uh, and we got Jonas who yeah he'd, he'd managed obviously in, in Sweden and stuff like that but he wasn't what I would have called a top top level manager was he uh, when we got him um so I was a little bit surprised with that 
I think he's done well overall. Yes, he's made mistakes. He's got things wrong. Um, he's picked the wrong team in a lot of uh, in a lot of games. Um, but I think overall he's he's done pretty well. And if if we win the Continental Cup again, um, you'd you'd imagine he will stay. He'll keep his job, won't he? And and I think rightly so. If you win a, if you win a trophy, um, in in Three seasons, he'd have had two trophies. I, I think that's that's decent. It's not the two trophies we would have all wanted under priority. Of course not. We'd have wanted to win the WSL. We'd have wanted to win the FA Cup. Obviously, we'd have wanted to win the Champions League. But if he wins two trophies in three seasons, that's enough, isn't it, to give him the opportunity to, to keep the job for another season at least and to see whether or not he can gel this squad to be able to win the, I mean, we could still win the WSL this season. I'm not. I haven't written it off completely yet. It does seem a big, a big shot. Um, but I don't know. There'll be a lot of people queuing up, won't there? There'll be a lot of people queuing up. Um, uh, Donkey says they're not with the squad he has. Yeah, but you see, winning a trophy is difficult. It's difficult, isn't it? It's it's not easy to win a trophy, you know. And yes. We're Arsenal and we should be winning trophies, absolutely. And we, we, we're currently holders of one and we could well win another one this, this season. And, and I think we have to be, I wouldn't say satisfied with that and say, well, that's enough. Jonas has done the maximum he can possibly do. No, that's not that's not the case. Of course, we want more. We want to be winning that WSL title again, don't we? We want to be winning the FA Cup. We want to be in the Champions League, let alone you know winning it. We want to be back in it again, don't we? Um, and these are all things that we've got to as our ambition of course we have we've got to demand that really haven't we this is this is where this club should be this is where we we need to be as a club don't we um you know we're selling out the emirates as we've mentioned loads of times we're doing this on a regular basis and that's got to translate onto the pitch in terms of actual silverware and trophies isn't it and we've got to be regularly in the champions league we've got to be getting to the final stages of the champions league all this kind of stuff this has got to be the plan over the next two or three seasons hasn't it that's what it's got to be, is to win these big titles um, and all that kind of stuff. We've got to do that. We've got to do it, right? And um, to me, we are not far away. We aren't far away. Um, I think last season, with the injuries that we had, I think we could have won more than we ended up winning. We got a trophy on the board. I think we, we could have done more if we wasn't so unlucky with injuries the season before. We were... A, we were 45 minutes away. We were, uh, in the last 45 minutes of the season, we were top of the league. And we couldn't quite um, finish it and get it over the line, although we did win that game. Um, so we're not far away. And we've now got a, a better squad. I think Jonas deserves the opportunity. If we win the Continental Cup again um, and we finish in the top in the top three, certainly qualify for the Champions League, get through that, he deserves another season. Or he deserves at least to start the next season and see where we are. Yes, if we have a bad start to next season, if we're out of the Champions League and the qualifiers again, if any of those things happen, then obviously we'll have to rethink. Of course we would. Absolutely no no chance we, we could keep him. But um he would certainly deserve that opportunity, I think. If if we if we're in that situation, if if we won the cup, we're in the Champions League, we get through the qualifiers, he deserves next season, doesn't he, to take that on and see where we go. No doubt we're gonna make some signings. Of course we are. Some players will go, I'm sure they will. We'll get some new players in. Um and yeah, that that would be my feeling on it. Obviously, if, if we lose on Sunday and we lose to Villa, I don't think he'll make the season. I don't think think he'll see the season through. And I don't think that would be wrong. 
if that happens. But I think if we win the cup, he's got to stay, hasn't he? Surely, surely you can't you can't get rid of a manager who's, who's won you a trophy two seasons in a row. Um, Donkey says the women's squad is more stacked than the men's team. If Lego heads. He's on alert. So is Jonas. Absolutely. I'm not saying he's... He, he would, oh, well, we definitely can't get rid of Jonas. What I'm saying is if he wins a trophy, that's the one thing Arteta hasn't managed to do. He's, he's brought the club forward. Absolutely, I agree. Um, and he doesn't have the squad depth that the women have got. No, I agree with that as well. Um, but all Arsenal managers have to be judged on trophies. At some stage, eventually, they have to be, don't they? Um, because we're Arsenal, <laughs> and that's what we're about. We are not. We're not a club like Tottenham. Um, just competing should never be enough for Arsenal. Arsenal have to be winning trophies. We have to be seeing the scenes that we've seen behind us. There, we have to be seeing those scenes on a regular basis, don't we? For both the men and the women's team, winning trophies, or you know, m m making the best possible effort that we can to be winning trophies. Not just one trophy, more trophies. And I think Jonas has, has, has come. To Arsenal, a difficult time. You know, Chelsea have been dominating, dominating, dominating. In the same way that, you know, Man City are dominating the men's game. It's a very similar situation, isn't it? It's difficult to win stuff at the moment in the circumstances, right? And we've got to be looking towards that. If Jonas can't do that, can't take us to that level, I've got no problem with saying bye-bye. Thanks for what you've done. Same with Arteta. If he can't now, if he can't take us to that. Bear in mind, Arteta's had a lot longer. Hasn't he? He's had two years longer. He's had double the amount of time that Jonas has had. Um, so you've got to look at that as well. Look at the investment that there's been. Obviously, there's a lot more investment in men's football anyway. But, you know, I, I've got no problem saying goodbye to any manager that isn't able to take us to the level that I believe this club should aim for in the men's and the women's team. And if Jonas can't do that, Ta-da, mate, you know, and the same with Arteta. As I say, there was, there's other managers out there, you know. Every I said this, um, I said this on a show the other night, didn't I? When we was on with um with Lee and that, that um, you know, people always say, don't they? Will who can you get to replace them? Every single club in the world has got a manager. There's managers out there. There's some managers that haven't even got a job at the minute. They're out there. Are they good enough? Who knows? Some managers work out clubs and some don't, do they? I personally have always liked generally a manager that's got some sort of connection with your club. I think it just is a better fit. doesn't always work, as we may be seeing with Arteta, although lots of people would argue that Arteta has worked. Um, I kind of quite like that, but I'm not overly fussed anymore. I just want the best manager for the job. Absolutely, the best manager for the job, whoever that is. Um, so there you go. Um, Hannah Hannah says, I mean, in goal, Sabrina, um, she's better than Zinsberger saving the ball. Well, of course, yeah, no, I agree. She's a better goalkeeper at this moment in time. I agree with that. But she can't play, obviously, at the weekend. But yeah, no, I'll take your point. I agree. Um, Terry says, Arteta ain't one niche uh, yet, but they still want to give him another and another chance. Yeah, exactly. And this is the thing, isn't it? How much longer can you go on as an Arsenal manager, whether you're the men's team or the women's team, without winning a trophy? How long can you expect to go on for? Because look at Arsenal, look at Arsenal historically. The, the women's team have always won trophies on a consistent basis. And it was only, you know, Joe went, what, two seasons without winning a trophy, I think it was. And he went, yes, he wasn't sacked as such, but he was moved on. Um, and Jonas now has won the trophy in his second season last year and he could win another one this season. That's what Arsenal is expected to do in the men's team, you know. You don't get many Arsenal managers last very long without winning trophies. I know the Arsenal Wenger thing people will mention. He was there. He went, what, nine years 
without winning a trophy. But you've got to look at the circumstances of that. Moving to the Emirates Stadium, having to sell the best players every year, not being able to really invest back in the team. Um, so you have to make allowances for that. But if you go back historically, most managers at Arsenal don't last very long if they don't win trophies. They never have done since Herbert Chapman's days. That's it. He, he set the standard. Herbert Chapman set the standard for Arsenal and that's it. In the same way in the women's team um, that um, Vic Akers set the standard. And unfortunately, everybody else that comes after, you've got a lot to live up to. And if you're not big enough, if you're not strong enough to deal with that, you can't deal with with the history of this club weighing on your shoulders. You're in the wrong job. Simple as that. You know, and, and I, I'm, I, I've detached myself. And I think maybe partly because of what happened with Arsenal Wenger, maybe I've detached myself a little bit from Arsenal managers now. And I just look at it and say, are, are you big enough to, to, to handle this job? Are you big enough for this club? Can you bring, can you live up to the expectations of what's gone before you? If you can't, then... You know, I, I, I'm prepared to give you a crack. I'll, I'll let you have a crack at it first, of course. Two, three years, however long it is. If it's not working, someone else will come in and, and take that job. They'll snap your end off of the job. It's one of the biggest jobs in world football. In the women's team, it, I would say at the moment, it probably is the biggest job in women's football. People will say, oh, Chelsea are because they're winning the trophies, yeah. But Chelsea don't have the history that we've got. They don't have the fan base that we've got. Coming to being a, the Arsenal women's manager, I think, is the is the biggest job in women's football, club football. And I think in the men's team, in the men's club, being manager of Arsenal is still one of the biggest jobs there is out there. Easily. It's easily one of the biggest jobs out there. People will fall over themselves to take that job. Absolutely, they will. Anybody would if you offered it to them. So we have to get the right, we have to make the right appointment, don't we? Um, Terry says, I'll tell you, oh, we said that one, sorry. Uh, Terry says, I agree, Greg, um, but he's, he's getting there. Uh, oh, okay. Um, Terry says, we need to start each season wanting to win everything. If Jonas ain't the man to the pick. Exactly, yeah. And I, I'm not saying we don't. I'm sure at the start of this season, the ambition, the aim of the Arsenal women's team was to was to win all four trophies. I'm sure it was. Was that realistic? I don't know. We put together a squad that you think is deep enough. Um, but yeah, I'm sure that was the ambition. I'm sure that's Jonas's ambition it was. I'm sure that's always the ambition of the men's team as well. Of course it is. We're Arsenal. That should be the ambition. And everybody, and I think as fans of the club, yes, you know, we want to enjoy the games. We want to, we, we enjoy the crack of being in the stadiums and watching the team and the atmosphere, all that kind of stuff. All those things are really important, right? And I'm not dismissing them as saying they're not. But at some point, we've got to demand more from the club and the team. We've got to demand that because if we don't, this is where the um this is what drives it forward isn't it you know if if the fans are happy just muddling along and okay yeah we finished second or we finished third or we you know we reached the semi-final here and there and this that and the other then the owners of the club have got no real ambition if people are still turning up buying tickets buying merchandise buying the shirts all that kind of stuff which arsenal do, do very well in all those type of things don't we the club, the, the owners of the club aren't going to think, well, we don't, need to, we don't need to change anything. The club's ticking along nicely. The, the, the money's coming in. The fans are happy, happy days. Why, why, why disrupt all of that? Why make changes, right? And if we allow that to happen, that's going to happen, isn't it? Whereas if we as fans come and say, at a certain point, we say, actually, no, this isn't good enough. This isn't acceptable for Arsenal. We need to be winning trophies now. We need to be showing something more substantial. Substantial to, to to show for the efforts that we that the, the the team are doing, and if we then put that pressure on on the owners, 
that's when a club will make changes because the fans have got all the power. We don't realise that we have. Everyone thinks, well, you know, the, 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 the players have got the power, the manager's got the power, the owners have got the power. No, us as fans have got the power because without us, there's no club. There is no club. Let's, we need to remember that. And I think we need to we need to use that to our advantage. Um, Greg says, we play good football under Jonas at just a lack of goals. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. We do play good football. I've enjoyed watching the team over the last couple of seasons, definitely, under Jonas' his manager. I, I like his style of football. Um, generally, I think there's been a few games recently where we've gone into that side, was backwards passing kind of stuff, which is so enjoyable. But overall, I agree. I think we do play good football. And I think overall we do score a lot of goals, but there's been the goals seem to have seem to dry up sometimes when we really need them, don't we? And those those one nil defeats we've had this season and stuff like that. That's where it's really affected us, hasn't it? Um, Greg says no one has looked better than us so far this season. At best, I would agree with you. When we when we've been when it's all been clicking, no one's looked better than us. I agree. Obviously, consistency-wise is, is what's let us down. You know, Man City and Chelsea have both been more consistent than us through the season so far. They, we can't argue with that. Look where they are in the league. It's only three points, I know, but they've had that consistency that we've maybe lacked. On our day, I agree, we've been the best team. We can beat anybody. Absolutely, we can beat anybody. But we haven't had those days as often as those other two had this season. And that's why we're fighting to catch them up. We, we've got work to do. Um, Donkey says uh, City is by a who at their goal difference. Yeah, I mean, look at their goal difference. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, City's goal difference, yeah. But I don't necessarily look at goal difference always. Yes, it's a factor, isn't it, of how dominant you are um, and how, how easily you're winning games, how much more easily you're winning games. But it's all about winning games, isn't it? Man City and Chelsea have had that consistency. They're winning games week in, week out. They're not dropping too many points. And we've been inconsistent. We'll have a great run, four or five brilliant performances. We we hammer Chelsea at the Emirates. And what happens next? We then lose to Tottenham. You know, these are things that's happened too many times. You know, we lost to Manchester City, didn't we? We lost um the, the game before that as well in the in the WSL, didn't we, away at West Ham when we should have won that game. You know, and and these are these are the, the things that Man City and Chelsea haven't done. This season, have they? they? They've kept that level of because somehow we're still we're only three points behind, despite all of that. <laughs> so it, it's a good thing, isn't it? But yeah, I don't know. Um, let, let's wait and see. Uh, Terry says Arteta should have gone in the 21-22 season. I mean, I, if you actually remember, even before that, in the uh, 1920s, no, 20-21 season, when there was no fans in the stadium when the COVID thing was on. And um, we had that terrible run, didn't we? I think from like September to Christmas, where I think we won like one game out of 10 in the Premier League. We were like 15th in the table. We couldn't score goals. We were losing at home to teams like Leicester and Burnley and all this kind of stuff. It was, um, I remember Aston Villa won 3 new at the Emirates. Had fans, but see, this is the, what the point I made before about fans, right? Had fans been in the stadium then, had, had it been a normal season, if you like, you can imagine what would have been happening. There'd have been booze. There would have been real uh, discontent. And I think I'd say it would have been sacked at that point. I don't think a, a club like Arsenal with that going on could have survived. I mean, look what happened with um, Unai Emery. If you remember, the, the fans were starting to turn. And then there was that game against Crystal Palace when the Granite Xhaka incident happened. 
And I think that was when it really turned, didn't it? And then the fans really went against Unai Emery. He only lasted a few weeks after that and he was sacked. And I think the same would have happened with Arteta at that time if there had been fans in the stadium. He got away with it then because there wasn't that backlash because fans weren't there. The, so the, the, the owners of the club, nobody could really see it and feel it because it wasn't happening in the stadium. So, yes, 21-22, at the end of that season when we blew the top four, he, he definitely should have gone. <laughs> but he, he, he was lucky that he was still there at that point anyway because he should have gone the season before when we had all of those terrible results. That's what I would have done if I if I had owned, if I was the owner of the club at that point. If there had been fans in the stadium, I'll say I'm convinced he wouldn't have lasted. And that's the power that fans have. And I think that, that kind of proves it, really, doesn't it, actually? Um, Amar says, let's wait until the end of this season before passing judgment. Absolutely, yeah, I, I agree. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Wait till the end of the season. Don't. It's too... Although, having said that, if we do lose to Tottenham and then lose to Villa, what's the point of waiting until the end of the season? Because the season will be done. And even if we get third place, um, would that be enough? I don't think it would. So, uh, yes, I agree. I want to wait till the end of the season, but... If we lose the next two games this week, I would maybe seriously think about making the call there and then. Um, Donkey says they're getting Sonia um, Bampasta before Chelsea gets her. Yeah, but will she come to Arsenal when she knows the Chelsea job's going? I don't know. I personally would if it was me. Um, I don't think we can make too many um, knee-jerk decisions yet. I say we're still in with a chance of winning the league. We're still in a cup semi-final. So there's too much still to play for to even think about doing that change now. But yeah, if we do lose these next two games, I'll be knocking on her door, ringing her up on a, on Thursday morning and saying, come on, let, let's get you in. But that's really not going to happen, is it? Uh, Terry says, I wonder if Klopp will take the job next season if he wants a new start. I'd have him running the Guna girls. Um, he won't, he wouldn't manage in women's football. Anyway, plus I don't think his style of management would actually work in women's football. <laughs> I've got to be honest. I mean, I like Jurgen Klopp. I think he's great. But I just don't think he... His approach to management and his approach to football isn't suited to women's football, is it? Let's be honest. It's not. Um, and after, didn't he say he wanted a break away from the hustle and bustle of management anyway? He's done that before, hasn't he? he, he he's done that every club he's been at. He's, he's, he's left... He's never been sacked, by the way. He's always left and then he's had a break and then he's come back and took on a new challenge. Um, and I think he'll do the same. I think he'll have a year, I think he'll have a year out, maybe, um, and then it he, he'll be refreshed and he'll come back and look he won't manage in the in the Premier League again, I don't think. And he certainly won't manage in women's football, not unless he completely changes his whole philosophy and everything about him, his personality. <laughs> it just wouldn't work, would it? You can't be how Jurgen Klopp is and, and be a manager in women's football. If you look at all the managers that there are, and particularly the male managers in the women's game, you look at their personalities, how they are, they're the complete opposite of Jurgen Klopp. And I love Jurgen Klopp, but he's, you know, and I'd love him to be the Arsenal men's manager, of course. Um, but no, he's not quite cut out at the moment, I don't think, to, to be a women's manager. And I said, he said he doesn't want to manage anyone else, I think. Yeah, at the moment he doesn't. Yeah, that's, he's going to take, uh, he's going to take time out. However long that is, a year, six months. Um, I'm sure as soon as he's as soon as uh, a big job becomes available, what's going to happen is he's going to get linked with them, and I'm sure there'll be, eventually a job will come up. He'll be linked with, and he'll be like, "Actually, yeah, I'm ready now," and he'll take it wherever it is. If it's an international job, 
if it's in, it won't be in a Premier. I don't think it'll be in a Premier League. I'll be amazed if he managed another team in a Premier League later on in his career. I'll be amazed. Um, Terry says it's a totally new challenge for him, uh, which he would love. Uh, he would love bringing Klopp and make him king of the Guna goes. Yeah, it just won't happen. It just won't happen. I, I, I'd like to see him become manager um, of the Arsenal men's team, but I don't think it would work in a men's team. Sorry. Um, I don't. <laughs> I think there's more um, more kind of appropriate people. Uh, Donkey says he looks like a deer in the headlights when doing press conferences. No demeanour for a big club. More like a manager for MK Dons. I mean, you're talking about Jonas. Um, I think the thing with Jonas, what I would say, and I can kind of see your point. When, when he does his press conferences, he does interviews, he, he thinks about the questions very deeply. And he wants to give a detailed answer. He doesn't just dismiss questions with a throwaway answer, does he? He's very thoughtful. And he thinks a lot, doesn't he, about what he wants to say and how he wants to approach the questions. And I kind of think that's a good thing to have. A lot of managers are too um, reactionary. We've seen it with Arteta, haven't we? How reactionary has he been at times after games? Um, And I think Jonas is very calm he's very collected and he's very thoughtful and I kind of like that I think that's a good that's a good trait to have as a when he's in public behind the scenes we don't know do we what goes on we've seen him get quite um agitated he's had a lot of cars on the sidelines he he argues with referees a lot with the fourth official and stuff like that doesn't he he's, he's very vocal in that kind of thing and I can see him being quite with the players I can see him being quite um like strict with them and, and, and tough on them and I think that's what you need to be. We don't know that because we don't really see what goes on. But I just get the feeling from him. Uh, but I like him as a person. I think he's great. Is he quite good enough to take Arsenal to that level? At the moment, there's question marks. Of course there is. Um, absolutely question marks. Um, and I said, after all, he's taken us to a Champions League semi-final and consistently selling out the Emirates Stadium, which ain't bad. Yeah, the Champions League semi-final thing was, was incredible. Last season, to do that with that squad that we had was amazing. What, what a achievement that was yes it's only a semi-final we shouldn't be happy with that but I think in the circumstances we have to be um selling out the Emirates is that just down to him no I think it's been a great effort from the club as a whole the marketing team um the way it's been marketed and also as well obviously the fact that the players are so likable as well aren't they let's be honest their players are very likable aren't they and it's it encourages people to want to get involved and, and support them and I think Yes, he's brought a lot of those players in. So, yeah, that's got to get credit for that. I'm not dismissing his part in that. But I think selling out the Emirates Stadium is more to do with um, Arsenal standing as a club in women's football. The the, the marketing of the, the, the club itself, I think, has been brilliant. We've really, really cashed in, haven't we, on the, uh, on the Euros. And that's a great job from the club. And I think we would have done that, whoever the manager was. But now, to, to maintain that, and I said this before on the show a few weeks ago that if we we're not winning enough games, if we're not winning these trophies, how long will we keep selling out the Emirates for? I don't think we will, and I think that has to be that's going to be something that happens as well. And if the crowds do drop down, if we are suddenly getting fifteen thousand at the Emirates because we're losing games and we're not winning trophies, that's when a club will act, wouldn't they? If if you got to that point, if he hasn't already acted before then, so. At this moment in time, I think pretty much any manager at Arsenal would be selling out the Emirates. The team would be selling out the Emirates. Um, 
and yes, Jonas has been there at that process and he, he has to take credit for that, of course. Um, Terry says, having no fans in the stadium saved his job. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. I think it did. I, in Arteta's case, definitely it did. Um, but we'll never know for certain, but I believe that's the case. Um, Amar says to Donkey there, who uh, you reckon could do a better job? I mean, it's it's a, it's a, it's a decent question. Uh, Donkey says, yeah, I'm pretty good off football manager. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, I mean, football is slightly different, isn't it, I suppose? The other says, yeah, in real life, uh, computer goes out. I mean, let, let's be honest, right? We are Arsenal women. We are the most successful team in women's football history in, in England, throughout much of Europe, actually. Um, any Any manager would take the Arsenal job. Absolutely any manager. We could approach any manager in the world and they would... More, I would say 99% of them would take the Arsenal job if they're offered it. Honestly, I believe that they would. Um, so we can get pretty much anybody. There's no excuse to say we can't get anybody else. We can. Um, would Emma Hayes take it? I don't... She's not going to, obviously, now she's got the American job. But, you know, can you imagine Emma Hayes, of course, with her Arsenal history as well, what she helped us win when she was a coach at the club? It was almost a natural, and that, that obviously that's that's why she's so salty about Arsenal. We know that, you know, she she believed that she should have been the Arsenal manager maybe after Vic Akers. She believed that she, she should have been. And when she she wasn't given that job, she's always had that kind of bitterness towards Arsenal a little bit. But, you know, maybe she, she might mellow in America and she might come back in a couple of years and, and, and who knows. Who knows? Um, but we, we shall see. Uh, Greg says, uh, when we get to the final of the Conte Cup and smash Chelsea away, his job will be safe. Absolutely. Of course it will, yeah. Like I said, if, if we win these next two games, we're in the final, we're still at least three points off the top or maybe less if they both drop points at the weekend. Um, of course he'll keep his job. And if we win the Cup, he'll definitely keep his job into next season. And, and I would say he would that would be the right decision. I'm not saying it would necessarily be, um, you know, long-term thing, but I would definitely keep him if that's the case. Um, Donkey says there, back in the day I made Freddie Adu and uh, Shado Sambi win. <laughs> oh dear, well, you're the man for the job then, Donkey. You're, you're the man for the job. We, we, we'll, we'll take you, that's fine. Um, let's see. Uh, Terry says there, Greg, you speak poetry. Oh, what has he there? I can't get a comment. Stop. Greg says, you speak poetry in motion. Uh, I agree. What did Greg say? Did we miss what Greg said? Oh, no, about, um, oh, yeah, winning. The, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, Donkey says, I think I'm pretty qualified. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, you know, who's to say you couldn't do a good job? Who's to say? We don't know, do we? Personally, and, uh, you know, no disrespect to you, my friend. I'm sure I'm sure you're, you're a fantastic manager, but I personally would like the next Arsenal manager to be someone who is experienced in managing at the top level of women's football. Um, personally, that's my choice. I'm sure everyone, everyone's got their got their own got their own choices, haven't they? Um, Amar says, uh, "Well, if the job becomes available, go for it. Uh, see if they list being good at football manager is one of the key criteria, uh, and then you may just be fine. Uh, maybe better suited to the role in the next Shrek movie." Oh, you see, because Donkey, you see that that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what the next role is. But um, I don't know. How difficult is it to impress the Arsenal owners? Mikel Arteta got the job, but he's never managed before. So who knows? Um, 
<laughs> I'm not saying, oh, wait, Wayne Rooney's looking for an assistant. Well, he, he needs a job first, Wayne Rooney, doesn't he? Because he, he got sacked, didn't he? Um, Donkey says, I'll leave that one for Wayne Rooney. Well, yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, he needs a job, Wayne Rooney, as well, doesn't he? Because he, he's he's out of a job at the minute. So there you go. Um, we shall see what happens there. Uh, Terry says, um, uh, no, I don't want Rooney. My nan lives too close to the Emirates. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have to you have to watch out for your nan, don't you? If uh, if Wayne Rooney's about, uh, Greg says, yeah, has got to be doing something right. The players keep signing extensions to their contracts. Um, as I said, I I think I think the the players I think the players like Jonas, and I think he's he's good with them. I think he's he's strict and hard where he needs to be, but I think they also trust him. Um, and yes, I do think he is doing a, a, a decent job in that way. But it is about trophies, isn't it, Greg? You know, come on, we can't accept the, the Continental Cup is great, and if we win it again this year, that'll be great as well. But at some point, we've got to say that's not enough. We're Arsenal. We need to be winning WSLs. We need to be winning FA Cups. We need to be going a long way in the Champions League. Um, and if he can't do it, then we get someone else. Terry says, "I couldn't take Salty back now, couldn't you?" Oh, they're commenting. They can't think of team that coming up. I'm sorry. Um, you couldn't see. I don't know. I I could. I, I I think I could. I think what she needs is she needs to go away to America for a year, right? And then we can uh, our sort of feelings about her being manager of Chelsea will disappear a little bit because she's out of the way. We're not seeing her. We're not seeing her face on the on the telly every week. We're not suffering as Chelsea winning all the trophies. I mean, they still might do, but it won't be her celebrating them. And maybe after a year or so, I think we'll all feel a little bit... I would actually take her now, if I'm honest. I would I would take her at the end of this season. We should have maybe looked at that a little bit more when she was leaving and before she got offered the American job. Say, so look, we'll, we'll offer you the job at the end of the season. She, she's the, she is... A fantastic manager, there's no doubt. Obviously, she learned everything that she knows from Vic Akers. There's no question about that. Obviously, she did, but who cares? <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd take I'd 100 take her absolutely. I, I would take her now, and certainly in a year's time when she's been away. So, I, I'm sure you, I'm sure you'll feel differently, Terry, next year when, when you've not seen her for a year on the telly every week. Um, so, um, so yeah, we shall see. Um, Greg says, Hayes will be looking for a job after a year in America. Exactly, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think next year, I'm sure we'll all, we would all, depending on how things have gone, obviously, if um, if we win the Cup this year, if we win the WSL this year, and the Jonas, we won't care, will we? But if we're in a similar position this time next year, we may be just slightly off the pace in the WSL and the Continental Cup's all we've got. And Emma Hayes is thinking, oh, I'm not sure about America anymore. I'll be ringing her up, knocking on her door. Emma, come on, come home, come back where you've always wanted to be. This is your dream job that you've always wanted. We know that's what she's always wanted. Um, yeah, let's give it to her before she decides to retire completely. And I don't think it'll be too far away. Um, but we shall see. Uh, Terry says, sort his face is imprinted in my eyeballs with that. <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. But I'm sure after a year, it won't be quite as, as clear, will it, in front of your face? Um, uh, Lethal Chicken says, I hope um, Emma Hayes does really well in America and became the first um, Premier League female manager. Wow. You think that's going to happen, dear? Do you think there'll be a female manager in the Premier League? I don't know if that, did that come actually go on the screen? Because sometimes I'm clicking, we're not going up. There we go. Um, Lethal Chicken, that's a great name, by the way. I hope that isn't something that you cook very often. Um, but anyway, um, 
do you think do you really think that, that there's a possibility there will be a female manager in the WSL? Sorry, in the in the Premier League. See, I'm not obviously we don't know what's going to happen in the future. I just can't see it. And the reason why I can't see it is because I'm not sure how a how a woman manager would be able to deal with the egos of the male footballers. I think they'd really struggle with that. Um and you've also still got this Joey Barton kind of attitude towards women's football in in the men's game and in men's footballers even now. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of men's current men's Premier League footballers that, that love watching a women's team and love watching women's football. I'm sure there are, but there'll also be a load that think it's rubbish. Absolutely they will. And think that they're miles better than that. And it's, it would be really, really tough, I think, for a female manager to go into a Premier League changing room with all of those egos, with all that money, and be able to deal with that. I just don't think they, they could do it. At this moment in time, Whether it, it's more likely to get worse for them and better. I, I don't know. I'm just not really sure. I'm really not sure if that's going to work. Uh, Greg says, our waistline couldn't stand more than a year over there. Well, that's true. Yeah, you just have to think about that. They, they like their food in America, don't they? They're processed crap. Uh, Lethal Chicken says, of course there will be. This country is so politically correct. Eventually, they'll have no choice. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. And I think, oh, again, it's up on my screen, did it? Sorry about that. Um, I, I agree with you, um, but I think the problem is they'll end up it'll end up being a token thing, and they'll never be able to succeed. And I think that'd be the worst thing. What we would want is right, and you know, we love women's football, right? I think women's football is fantastic, and I think it's great that it's now starting to be taken a lot more seriously. There's still a lot of work to do, um, but what would be really bad would be if they put a woman in as a manager in a Premier League club to prove a point, to make a statement, to tick a box, if you like, um, and they fail really, really badly because it's just that the, the infrastructure isn't there to make that work, which it isn't, and I, I can't see a time when it will be, certainly not in the foreseeable future. And if they did that and it went really, really wrong, which it would do, then that's going to set the whole thing back, isn't it? And then no one ever, no no club chairman would ever then trust a female to be manager of a Premier League team or, or a men's team. So it would be actually counterproductive to do that. As it's been, when, when they've used that, and, and you could almost say the same now about what's happening with um, female commentators and pundits and presenters, right? They've thrown them in there and a lot of them have been quite clearly out of their depth. You can clearly see it. That's not their fault but you can clearly see that they are. Um, but they keep employing them and it just makes it worse for ones coming through that maybe could do a better job. And I think that'd be the same with a manager, wouldn't it? You could put a, a female manager in the Premier League. It doesn't work because of all those reasons that we've said. Then um, in the future, beyond that, there could be a female manager that actually comes through and would be really, really good. They won't get the opportunity. Because everyone would laugh at them and say female managers don't work in men's football. Because look what happened before. So I, I think if they if it's ever going to happen, it's got to be right. It's got to be not for tokenism or not for box ticking or not for political correctness. It's got to be the right person to do the job at the right time. So it works. It has to work. Because if it doesn't work, it's going to lead to the same issues that we've got now with the female pundits that looks on as a laughing stock. And we don't want that because that would be setting female football and, and women in football. It'd be setting it back. And we can't allow that to happen. 
you know, so that shouldn't happen. It can't happen until everything was right for that to enable that to to enable them to succeed in that role. And at the moment, that's never going to happen. It's impossible for a woman to succeed managing a Premier League team. It just would not work at this moment in time. I think lots and lots would lots and lots would have to change. Um, but I agree. I wouldn't be surprised if it happened as a as a gesture. But I think that would be totally the wrong thing. Absolutely. Uh, Terry said, even Alan Ball couldn't handle 22 millionaires in the channel. Exactly, yeah. And it, it, a lot of managers can't. A lot of male managers who've had experience of dealing with footballers, men footballers, couldn't can't deal with it, couldn't deal with it. I just don't think it'll work. Uh, Greg says, could a male player stand being told what to do by a female? That's when we go um, to work to get away from it. <laughs> I mean, that is a... A sort of a, I know you, you made that as a sort of a jokey comment, and I kind of get that, but there will be elements of that. Absolutely, there will. You know, you've got the Joey Barton kind of people that would look at it, and you know, there'll be there'll be players in there, right? Millionaire footballers that have won Champions Leagues or have won um, international tournaments, right? And there'll be a woman who's played maybe top level women's football. Will be saying whatever it is. And and there'll be male players that will say, what do you know? What do you know about? It? You know nothing about men's football. You've never achieved anything in men's football, right? And, they, and how, how can they possibly deal with that? What can you say? You can't really say anything, can you? They wouldn't have a comeback, would they? Because they've only managed or played at women's football. And when that's changed and women are doing it all the time, it'd be different. And maybe they will be taken more seriously. But at first, they won't be. Unless you've got someone who's got the right characters to deal with all of that. And maybe Emma Hayes is the one to do it. But she still wouldn't succeed. Absolutely not. Because men men footballers would not take Emma Hayes, not the majority of men's footballers would not, Premier League footballers would not take Emma Hayes seriously. They would not. And I think you maybe need to start seeing it more in maybe non-league level first, getting women in charge of men's teams at lower level and seeing how that works out before you start throwing them into these multi-millionaire egos that, you know, think they're the, they're the, they're the best thing to happen in the world. Not, it, it just won't work. I'm sorry. It won't, as, much, as much as we want to believe that um, football has moved on, there's still that massive element of of that in it, and it's it's not gonna it's not gonna happen, is it? Unfortunately, uh, Donkey says not much difference from the men's pundits. Then uh, look at knobs like Carrigan. No, I agree, but um, people will suffer Carrigan and Neville because they played at the top of men's football, whereas they won't take necessarily the, the the women that's played at the top of the women's game because I mean I, I I'm I get involved in quite a lot of debates on social media about women's football and a lot of there's a lot of men that just think it's crap think that it's not relevant it's not worthy um and that England lionesses winning the Euros doesn't mean anything because well it's only women's football it's not elite level but it's elite women's sport at the elite level, is still elite sport. Um, is it as good? Is it as, I don't want to use the word good because that's the wrong description of it, but is it the same as elite men's sport? No, of course it isn't. And you can say the same about any sport, couldn't you? You've got Serena Williams, right, won all those tennis tournaments, women's tennis, right? And would it be right to turn around and say, well, her achievements are not as good as Novak Djokovic's achievements because he won it in men's tennis? You can only win at what you what you can play. If you if you're at the elite of your sport, whatever sport it is, whatever whether you're a man or a woman, if you're at the, if you're playing the elite level at your sport, there's no there's nothing higher. And if you win 
at the elite level, you're the best that there is. And women's sport, the elite women's sport is elite sport in the same way that in men's um, men's elite sport is, is still elite sport, isn't it? They're both the same. They're both on the same level. But obviously men's sport is different because men are faster, they're stronger, all those sort of things in, in the physical sense. But it's still elite sport, whatever you look at it. <laughs> but it's got to be seen like that for a lot more. It's got to be recognised like that a lot more across the board before we can even start to have conversations about women managing the Premier League. It, it just will not happen until we get to that point. Um, Terry says, absolutely, Greg answered the question spot on. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that we that that's necessarily the, the, the point. But yeah, I mean, obviously there is an issue, isn't there? Um, with, with that still there is there's a massive issue with um with the way women's football is still viewed and it's changing because of how successful it's been but there's going to be some people that no matter what happens you know even what will happen is i guarantee you this right we'll have another sellout in emirates on sunday and then people say no it's because the tickets are cheap it's because they give tickets away to schools and this that, and the other they also sell tickets, and the tickets now are more expensive than they were. When when I was at the Emirates two years ago, there was five thousand fans there. Those tickets cost a fiver, right? A fiver it cost to go to the game at the weekend. I think it's twelve quid. So the prices have gone up, and yet the crowds have got more. So it isn't to do with cheap tickets. It isn't to do with any of that. It's to do with the fact that people actually enjoy women's football because it's great. Um, so that's the real reason. Um, but anyway. Um, Terry says, uh, what about halfway through the season they have kids? Yeah, but what you've got to think about is, right, um, it's a bit like, you know, how many – I know that there are younger men's managers now, isn't there? Obviously, Mikel Arteta was – was he 40 when he took the Arsenal job? Might have even been in his late 30s, right? But most of the managers are older, aren't they? And it'll be the same with women. It'll be women that have probably had, had kids already previously. And you know they're older in their older in their career, aren't they? Older in age, they might be in their forties, in their fifties, and stuff like that. You know, like Serena Beekman, for example. You know, they're not going to leave halfway. Through. She's not going to leave halfway through the season of a baby, is she? And it'd be the same, wouldn't it, if that was the case? So you know, obviously the players are the, the players are the ones that can get pregnant, can't they? As we've seen recently, there's been a few, hasn't there? Um, not not the managers really. Um, uh, Terry says there. Uh, um, how would they react uh, getting called all sorts week in and week out of home and away? Yeah, exactly. There's so many aspects to it that at this moment in time, it just wouldn't work. Absolutely not. But in the future, who knows? If things change, if society changes, then maybe it will. If the culture in football changes. Although I don't really want the culture of football to change too much because I kind of in, enjoy, I don't enjoy the fact that men don't seem to want to be able to enjoy women's football. But um, the culture in football is actually quite good, I think, overall. But yeah, there are still aspects that could be improved, shall we say, before we get to that point where there's going to be women managing in the Premier League. Um, but going back to the original point, I would take Emma Hayes for the Arsenal women all day long. Absolutely, 100%. I would be, I would have done that a while ago before she uh, took the American job personally. But uh, but there you go. But yeah. Anyway, we've got a little bit sidetracked, which is fine. I, I, I love getting involved in your comments as well and stuff like that. It's always good, isn't it? it, it uh, it's nice to... Uh, to get to your comments on, on as well, which is good. So, um, but yeah, um, anyway, the fact is it's a it's a big week for the Arsenal women, isn't it? A really, really big week coming up. Two massive games that we have to win. They're both at home, both in the two different stadiums that we call home now. The Emirates, of course, on Sunday against Tottenham, Meadow Park on Wednesday against Aston Villa in the Continental Cup 
semi-final. So, yeah, a really big week. Uh, we're hoping for two big wins. Some are predicting bigger wins than others. I'll just be happy to win both games. But, um, yes, if we could score a few goals and have a good performances, that would be fantastic, wouldn't it? Um, so that's been the, a little bit of a different show this week, wasn't it, due to various circumstances going on. But we got we, we got the show done. It was good. I enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Um, please uh, give us a like as well. Now, I'll be back, of course, on Sunday. Uh, the game kicks off at half past 12 against Tottenham. So I'll be here at quarter past 12 with the usual stuff. We'll go through the team, see what uh, Jonas has picked. It's always exciting, is it, to see what Jonas has picked. Um, so I'll be at quarter past 12 for that. So please join me because that is going to be great. Monday night, of course. How can we forget the Arsenal Benjamin action away at Sheffield United? That's a game we should have been quite comfortable, isn't it? But I'll be here for that one. So that kicks off at 8 o'clock, so I'll be live at quarter to 8 for that one on Monday. It's a busy week because Wednesday, as we said, we've got the Continental Cup semi-final. Arsenal women against Aston Villa from Meadow Park. That kicks off at quarter past 7. So I'll be here at 7 o'clock. So all these different kickoff times, all these different show times. So join me for those three shows. Of course, next Friday, we should have a normal Arsenal women's show back. Um, Andreas will be back from London, hopefully having enjoyed his uh, nice weekend. I think Amar's still on holiday, isn't he, next week? But anyway, we'll see if we can get Amar on the show, maybe. I don't know what uh, what the, what's going to happen with that, so we'll see. But we'll have a more normal show for you next week when we'll be looking back on this big week. Uh, there's no Arsenal women's game next weekend, of course, because of the FA Cup. It's the following Friday. So we will look into that game as well because we won't be able to do our show in the Chelsea game, Don. So we'll look into that game as well. So big show next week. So join us for that. As well, please. Greg says that uh, we'll score lots of goals next two games. I hope so. And then, of course, the men's game in between. Let's just go a few more as well. So we could, we could if you join me for all three of the games this this next um, what six seven days, um, we should all be able to enjoy a lot of goals together, shouldn't we? Because let's face it, there's a potential there to score some goals for Arsenal, isn't it? Let's hope we do. Let's hope we win all three games. So yeah, I'll be back on um, Sunday. Uh, looking forward to that so much. Uh, it's always nice playing Tottenham, isn't it? But a uh, packed out Emirates. We love it. We love it. We love it. And don't forget as well, of course, um, Andreas will have his, have his vlog, of course, as always. And I have to say that, um, you know, we said it when he was here last time. The, the, the vlogs that he's putting together for us are absolutely brilliant, aren't they? Really giving a good um, sample of what the atmosphere is like in the, in the, in the games uh, and everything else. It's just brilliant, brilliant stuff. Um, so we look forward to that. Obviously, <coughs> We'll send the videos through Sunday. I'll try and get it out on Sunday, actually, just because, obviously, the game on Monday, I won't have time probably on Monday. So I'll get it out Sunday night for you. So stay tuned for that because that's going to be good as well. We are enjoying Andreas's vlogs. They are brilliant. We look forward to the next one. Um, Terry says, yeah, great show again, Richard. Well done all in the chat. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, Greg says... Um, Great chat. Looking forward to Sunday. Thanks for good night. And yourself, yeah, thank you for joining us again. And I say for all your comments, uh, Terry says, Am I enjoy your holiday? I'll see you soon. Um, indeed, yeah, of course. Um, and I was on holiday, which I wish I was on holiday, but some of us just got to stay here and, you know, enjoy the rain and the snow and stuff like that. Which it was actually snowing here earlier, by the way, which um, is mental, isn't it? It's March. March is meant to be spring, isn't it? March, April, and May are spring. It's getting, it's supposed to be staying lighter later. And suddenly today it's been absolutely hammered down with rain. There were bits of snow. It's just ridiculous, isn't it? Why can't we have some nice weather? Why can't we, why can't we find a way to warm the planet up so we can enjoy some nice weather? We can sit out in a garden and we can go out in a t-shirt. We haven't got to wear woolly hats and bloody coats all the time. Why can't we find a way to make the world warmer rather than trying to cool it down? It's ridiculous. It's too cold as it is. Anyway. That's another matter, isn't it? We'll just have to get on with it, whether it's what it is, isn't it? 
But anyway, the good news from the uh, the weather has caused. I say good news in a way. It's it's not really good news, is it? But it's slightly good news is that um, me and Paula will be doing a park run tomorrow um, because um, the football's off. My game's off tomorrow because of a waterlogged pitch. Surprisingly enough, um, so we will both be um, doing our park run in the morning. We haven't quite decided what one we're going to do yet, but we'll stick a video out for it anyway. Um, so there you go. So please um, look out for that video as well. So we'll be doing that as well. Uh, so we will see. Uh, Greg says, uh, "I hope you can watch the game somewhere." Bar. Yeah, I don't know what the uh, I don't know what the um, what the time difference is. It'll probably be a big time difference right now. Uh, anyway, uh, Terry says, "Buy a diesel and stop recycling." Well, yeah, I mean we've got two diesel cars for that reason. And I, I, what I do is I just leave them running outside my house, revving up all the time. I'm doing, I'll do my bit. I stopped recycling years ago. Honestly, I just put all my rubbish in one bin. And if the bin men decide to take it once a fortnight, they take it once a fortnight. I've, I've stopped doing all of that years ago because it's all rubbish. And we know it's all a scam and it's all just to make money, isn't it? And, uh, you know, they want us to be miserable, quite honestly. The sunshine and the, the warm weather makes us all happy, doesn't it? So let's get some more of that, shall we? So forget about trying to cool the planet down i agree let's get loads of diesel cars out there let's pollute the planet even more let's get more and more heat in and let's enjoy it while we can because we'll all be dead soon anyway let's be honest we're not gonna live forever are we and by the time the earth disappears it'll be millions of years time the humans would have died out long before the earth does so let's just enjoy it and what what more is there to, you know am i on holiday right you've gone somewhere where the weather's nice why because it's warmer that's what people do. You go on holiday to get warm weather. If it, if there's warm weather all the time, you can just stay at home and sit in your garden. Brilliant. Go to a local beach. Do you know what I mean? It'd be better, wouldn't it? Let's be honest. That, that's the that's the best future. You know, wouldn't that wouldn't that be so much better, wouldn't it? With all this other nonsense that they're trying to make us live by, and it's all about making them money, isn't it? It's not about anything else. But anyway, that's a different subject, isn't it? Um, one day I'll have to do. One day I might do a show actually, uh, maybe on the other channel about um, all the nonsense that goes on in the world. Um, but anyway, this is about the Arsenal women. We've got a big week and we're looking forward to it. North London Derby weekend. Always a great thing, isn't it? And it's going to be even better this this because we're going to win this one. We owe them big time, don't we? We're going to do it. We're going to win. We're going to hammer them. It's going to be great fun. Um, Terry says, 100% Richard, that's the quote of the whole show. <laughs> uh, Greg says, yeah, let's hope we get better weather. We've had, um, let's hope uh, we get better weather. We've had summer weather. The last few months. Well, we, well, I don't know where you are, mate. We've had terrible weather. It's not stopped raining and snow and horrible stuff. Well, it was fairly mild um, a couple of weeks ago, but not exactly summer weather. I want loads. Of, I want summer. I want to have summer from like February to November and have a little bit of cooler weather, maybe over Christmas and that. That's fine. But the rest of the year, absolutely. Have it um, Have it sunny all the time. Be brilliant. Um, anyway, um, we can't do anything. Well, I say we can't do anything about the weather. They seem to think we can, but obviously we can't. Uh, the weather is what it is, and it's not great at the moment. But um, I'm sure a big win on Sunday will make us all feel like it's summer, won't it, if when we win, and of course, Wednesday night. So join me Sunday, quarter to 12. I look forward to that game uh, very, very much. I look forward to having your company for that as well. Um, Greg says, exactly nothing but rain. Yeah, well, exactly, yeah. Rain and everything bad. Wind, especially wind, I've noticed. A lot of wind. Um, really, really bad, actually, we've had. But anyway, I think tomorrow morning for the park run is supposed to be a little bit better. Freezing cold, it's going to be like minus degrees or some shite, but it's good for running, I suppose, when you warm up. Um, but anyway, yeah, so join us Sunday, quarter past 12 for the Tottenham game, Monday night for Arsenal, Sheffield United, Wednesday night for the semi-final. Wow, God, so, so much going on, ridiculous. And I've got to try and work as well in between. And, and Andreas's blog, don't forget that on Sunday. Um, loads of stuff. If you do see Andreas at the Emirates, please say hello because he'd love to see you. Uh, if you see him on the underground as well, 
say hello as well. He, he, he met some nice people last time. Um, so that's it. That's the after movie show. The weekend can start now. The weather is... Oh, it stopped raining anyway. So that's a bonus, isn't it? Um, I will see you Sunday, guys. Enjoy the rest of your Friday. Enjoy your weekend. And of course, it's going to be a big weekend, isn't it? Sunday at the Emirates. Come on, you guys. Let's do it. Thanks for watching, guys. Take it easy. I'll see you soon. And uh, thanks for watching.